Welcome to Nintendo Dads, episode 335, recorded on July 22nd, 221, 2021. <laughs> on tonight's episode with special guest Andros from Nintendo Pals, we talk about Nintendo Japan shutting down the eShop. No more games for anybody. And what we've been playing, we talk about, and our community questions as usual. Jesse, you know what to do. ladies and gentlemen this is the show with just myself and jesse and andros our special guest andros how are you doing today Yo, i'm doing great i'm doing great tim so excited to be here as uh i'm you know i'm a little surprised that i was invited back <laughs> like wow last episode was so crazy so chaotic that i was on uh that there's like no way but i'm back i'm here you can't do any worse than the Mega Dads whenever they show up here, so you're fine. Ooh, oh, burn on the Mega Dads. <laughs> yeah, it looks like you're just a disembodied head. You know, black background, black shirt. Oh, that's right, yeah. So <laughs> I, if I if I show it off, it's my actually my G.I. Joe shirt, because I went and saw Snake Eyes just before the show, which is... Oh, is that in theaters can, already? Yes. That came out, uh, it comes out officially, I guess, tomorrow, but you can, of course, see it a couple shows before on Thursday, I, so. I, I might have to see that this weekend. Of course, you know, you know, m- maybe not if it's only the third century. Uh, we may have to wait 1,800 years. <laughs> yes, you'll have to wait a little while. <laughs> With that, Jesse, how are you doing today? <laughs> Pretty good. Uh, end of the week is a lot better than the beginning of the week. I'll get into that later when I talk about what I've been playing, but yeah, we... I pretty much worked all weekend. <laughs> <laughs> yes, so, that's right. You got called in early, didn't you? Yeah, but I, I am getting taking like most of the day off tomorrow. I have a call at nine thirty. After that, uh, I'm logging out for the weekend. You're like, nice. I'm, I'm so done. I was, I'm able, going back to bed. I was able to flex some time off. <laughs> all right. Well, with that, then that's our introduction. Let's get right into the news. And of course, our news is always brought to you by our Patreons at patreon.com slash Nintendo Dads, right? Did I get that right? I can't remember if that's just straight out that way. I but. think so, yes. <laughs> but as always, we always thank our Patreons for supporting us and throughout not just our show, but everything we do. Um, and they've always, they're always there to give us our uh, compliments and always give us any complaints as well. Constructive criticism. So, <laughs> yeah. Constructive criticism. Yes. Yes. Constructive criticism. But that's how we grow. Without that, we wouldn't be able to grow. But we're also brought to, we also are, you know, people are sponsoring us, and that would be Manscaped. And Justin's here to give us some information on that. Hey, folks, what is going on? I want to remind you that support for Nintendo Dads is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming champions of the world. And Manscaped offers precision engineering tools for your family jewels. And they have just launched this, which is the fourth-generation trimmer, the Lawn Mower 4.0. And let me tell you, ladies and gentlemen, I have absolutely loved using this. It's lightweight, doesn't feel too heavy. It's got a wireless charging station, which is fantastic. And hear that? Hear that? 
It is not crazy loud. It's not like a freaking chainsaw. And it's very easy to use. They've got a nice light up here. They've got an indicator down here for whether you're actually charging. And this light here is, uh, well, this light here is to make sure you know where you're going. And, uh, and ladies and gentlemen, like, no nicks, right? There's my finger. I'm rubbing across there. This is an absolutely fantastic tool. Now, ladies and gentlemen, of course, when we talk about Manscaped, we always think below the waist grooming. But I actually want to encourage you and think about this uh, as well. I'm going to be very, very honest with you. I'm a gentleman who, believe it or not, is a little self-conscious. And I have always been a fairly heavy man, but also a fairly hairy man. Uh, and let me tell you, when summer comes around, I do not feel comfortable taking my shirt off. I don't feel comfortable in the sun. I'm just hairy, kind of like... Head to toe, I am hair. Well, this is a great tool because it allows me to actually trim my body hair. Uh, so trim it off my chest, my arms, wherever I have hair, I can use this. Now, of course, I've said before, do not use this up here on your beard if you're using it down there because that's just weird and not appropriate. Do not do that. Uh, so ladies and gentlemen, say the course, same. Uh, as we said before, this is for the family jewels. <laughs> it's kind of the product it's aimed for. But body hair removal, um, this is really a fantastic tool, and I highly use it, and I encourage it, and it's it's great. It's, it's made me actually feel confident taking my shirt off uh, in, in public, which is kind of a nice spot. The, the, the fat part, I need to work on, but the hair part, at least this helps. But there are two other things I want to bring to your attention. The first one is actually this. So they have these great tools, but they actually have great products as well. This is the Crop Preserver, and this is, as it says, ball deodorant. And ladies and gentlemen, we, we get up in the morning, we have our shower, we put some deodorant on underneath our armpits, right? These are some sweaty, stinky areas. Well, ladies and gentlemen, it's hot outside, things chafe. This is a fantastic product for an area that also probably gets just a little stinky and perhaps a little chapped and perhaps a little uncomfortable. Uh, and you don't want that smell. So I, I use this every single day, just a little dab, a little bit of a rub, feels all right, feels absolutely fantastic. And one other thing that I use a, a fair bit of now is this hair and body wash. That's right. They actually have a hair and body wash as well. Doesn't smell flowery. Doesn't smell fruity. It actually smells really, I'm going to use the word kind of like guy, guy smell, a manly kind of smell, right? You know, it smells like wood and mahogany and whiskey like and wood. bourbon and all these kind of <laughs> things. It's, it's a very manly, manly smell. Uh, and I really enjoy it. I, I think my wife enjoys the smell of it as well. Uh, so it is a really great body wash I would say it smells good, but you I know, encourage you to do it. So ladies smell. and gentlemen, I digress. You've heard a lot about it. Join over 2 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped and use this exclusive offer just for you for 20% and worldwide shipping with the code NINDADS, N-I-N-D-A-D-S. Again, that is NINDADS, N-I-N-D-A-D-S, at manscaped.com for 20% off and worldwide shipping. And if you're like, oh, cool, I've got some weeks. Ladies and gentlemen, this is just for the month of July. The clock is ticking, ladies and gentlemen. Manscaped is, is supporting us for one month, the month of July. So if you're on the fence, you're thinking about it, now is the time. Again, head over to manscaped.com. Use the code NINDADS, N-I-N-D-A-D-S, 20% off and free shipping with that code. Thanks very much and back to you. Bye-bye. Thank you, Justin, for that. And I didn't have to do any of that. So because <laughs> I would be stumbling over my words and everything. <laughs> we are looking forward to a shirtless uh, Twitter picture. Now yep. That well, the, now that the escaping is done. Nope, again. We, we save the shirtless for extra life. That's the only time we do Justin shirtless. That's oh. it, is extra life. That, you know, that's, that's a bonus for people who. And the calendar that he's <laughs> been threatening to make. Yes. 
or if if his wife were to tell us it would be there would be also people donating money to keep his shirt on as well you know so it's a battle it's a battle <laughs> well with that again thank you uh, Man- uh manscaped for uh sponsoring us for this um for july and also always again thanks to the patreons for letting us do this with manscape because we asked them about this we were like hey we're going to be doing this is how do you guys feel and a lot of people came back and said do it as justin would say do it do it and and uh you know we're we're having fun with it so thanks again to the patreons for that so let's jump right into the news like we said and our first headline is nintendo switch online gets three new super nintendo games so how excited are we uh, on getting I that? I have never heard of any of these games. <laughs> well, I, I have I've heard, heard I, one. I've, I've heard of one of the Japanese ones. but I've heard of one, one of the uh, non-Japanese ones. So let's start with the one I heard of, which is Claymates. For, yeah, that's what I've heard of. That's the one I knew about. That was one I always rented with some friends and had some fun with. So I never bought it, but it was a good rental. <laughs> and now you can rent it again for. F- <laughs> now I get it, for, yeah, for free. I guess. Uh, well, with your subscription, that's why with I my subscription. To- yes, <laughs> we also get Jelly Boy. I never heard of and ba- Bamboozle, also known as Kablooey. Yeah, I th- based on, I, with the research I did, I think I had a re-release under the new name, so it's kind of known by both both names. Andros, do you are you familiar with these other than I mean, you said claymates? But how about the other two? No, never heard of these, and uh, <laughs> I'm a little disappointed uh, that we still haven't got Plock. You know, we're they're shopping from the bargain bin. Uh, why not shop from the? There's a chance with Plock in it. There's a chance though. With I mean, they are getting these games that a lot of people haven't no heard, one's of. heard of. <laughs> Maybe I haven't heard of Plock right. until Maybe you know Retro right. Logic. Maybe they're saving that for the uh, 11th Fighter Pass. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Heck yeah, that'd be awesome. At that that uh, Retro Logic channel uh, Discord would blow up if that happens. I'm sure. So, <laughs> oh yeah, I'd blow up if that happened. <laughs> Everybody would just blow up. <laughs> All right. So on the Japanese region side, there's Shinma- Shin Megami Tensei. If never heard of that. Uh, I have heard if, of it, but if what, like, what do you have to do if, to get it? Like, is it? Is, we're, I'm we're, not doing. I'm not doing the bases <laughs> joke here. Not, so what? Dumb. Who? <laughs> no. I don't understand. Uh, who's, who's on first? Who's on first? Who's on yeah. first? Oh, who's on first? Right. So, yeah, the, I, I think the Japanese pronunciation is Shimagami Tensei IF or IFU. <laughs> Watch your language, Jesse. Watch your language. It's a family show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah last and night who, i almost last night i came really close yeah you did me. we'll talk about that too and when you, and what you've been playing Joy. uh dead dance dead dance was another game released in north america as tough enough tough enough is that on our nso right now i think yeah, we already have out. that at nso okay and then bamboozle of course or bamboozle excuse me so some some hot titles coming in on nso <laughs> lukewarm <laughs> All Super Nintendo and no NES. Any thoughts on that, Andros? I'm, I'm okay with it. Like I, I'm. I don't. I, I think I have everything from NES that I want. 
Okay. Uh, and I think I think they fit everything big from the NES. Is there anything like like glaring omissions from that? Final Fantasy VI. Yeah. Well, okay, that would be cool. Final. Fantasy, well, I guess that's uh, Super uh, Nintendo. Uh, I guess that's, that's Super Nintendo. But yeah. 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 That's, I was going to say, give us one, give us two and three, but they never had North American releases on the NES, so that's not going to happen. Yep. I have a hard time trying to think of what, what's glaring as well, and even for the Super Nintendo, other, uh, I don't know, would, can you guys think of anything else other than these games they should be trying to release? Obviously, uh, uh, that's says Nintendo. Star Tropics, Earth, Star Tropics 2. Earthbound, Chrono Trigger, um... Mario well, Chrono Trigger RPG. would be Square, so I don't know if they'd be able to do that one. But Mario RPG, which is also partially Square, true. But Earthbound, like that's a that's a big one. that's a big one. Yeah, uh, that's Earthbound a big one. Jennings, you know, they released that on the Wii U. Why not? <laughs> do you think it's time? Just do you, uh, are we just biding time here for something else to be released for NSO, or, or should they just? You know, what are they waiting for? Let's get going. Obviously, they usually do more in, in August or September, but may have been delayed last year because of COVID. I'm going to yeah, say I could... no. I don't I don't I don't think I don't think any more is needed. I think it's just kind of icing on the cake at this point. I know people would love to see uh, the next console. Like, let's get an N64 uh online app uh let's get a game boy or game yeah, boy uh, game boy advance i think is going to be would be a hot one because then you can get minish cap zero mission fusion yeah i would love those but those I don't would be think, the bangers i don't feel like they are required to put them on there for the subscription service to be worth it like if that makes any sense i, I don't i i think um based off what they're doing with uh, Advanced Wars remake and um, with like bringing over Mario All Stars version of Mario and sixty four. Yeah, I I feel like they're gonna take other routes for those. Okay, they're they're not gonna do it in an online app. I, as much as it would be awesome if they did, I just don't think they're going to. I think they're gonna use those IPs in other ways and and get more money. Okay. Out of those. Third strongest yeah. mole says, would they need Capcom's consent for Minish Cap? My initial guess is no, because I'm if that was published by Nintendo. Because they don't have any Capcom specific characters like Mario RPG does. That's unique to Square that I that I know of. At least something nothing that has a Capcom's trademark on it. Okay. They were just the developer. So I could be wrong, but that's kind of my thoughts. Interesting. Well, and Andros, I like your take on it about them trying to, you know, maybe not so much go the NSO, NSO route with a lot of the games that we would love to have on there, but more of the remake route. Um, like you said, Advance Wars. So that's an interesting take as well, I think. Uh, but one thing that I, I, I think is interesting, too, is if we do get something, either a collection or a remake or whatever, I think... I would think they would try to move a little bit faster, especially to uh, was it the term cash in on say Metroid. Like right. they got the Metroid Dread, Dread game coming out. You could see the internet blowing up probably more. A lot of the Nintendo people, obviously maybe not your casual players, but a lot of people just going back to try to play these games and they're having a hard time doing that. 
So yeah. uh, that's that's the part where it's like, okay, if Nintendo has the means and again, I keep talking about transparency and I wish companies would be a little bit more transparent, but okay. It seems like from a uh, uneducated person's frame of mind for myself, let's say from my point of view, because I don't know what it takes to develop or move games to NSO. If you see there's something going on that's hot and you can, you own these games and can get them to NSO. Why aren't you doing it? I, I like the thinking, but I don't. I don't think that they should be uh, 100% transparent there because okay. their reasoning, people are going to argue. It's that's what's well. Yeah, they, they, will, they uh, there's always going to be arguments. Nobody's going to be happy, obviously. Yeah, if they come out and say we're not doing that because we're holding these IPs to maybe do remakes in the future, nothing confirmed. Or if they go, no, no, I don't, don't mean like say we're doing that type of thing. I'm just saying like, um, like how 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 hard is it to develop those things? Yeah. It's like that you don't have to call out that game gotcha. specifically, but you know, people are calling for, you know, adding N64 or adding GameCube or adding the Game Boy series. So I'm just wondering why don't companies like Nintendo or other companies where a lot of ignorant people are saying things like, why don't you do this? It should be easy. You know, then educate us, tell us some way. It doesn't have to be about a specific game, but come out and say, you know, we look at certain games to bring over and it takes X, Y, and Z to do that. And that's and that explanation, I think, would help probably more of the, the fan people like me who want to know those type of things to say, okay, I understand more. And But it also would help us as people who are fans of Nintendo be able to spread that information to others who maybe not know the news routes, if you will, or follow the information like we do. But and be able to go, hey, if some if we talk if we're talking to somebody in public and they're like, hey, why doesn't Nintendo just give me my Game Boy games on the Switch? You know, then we can say, well, I was reading something from Nintendo saying this is why it takes a little bit more effort to do, or this is why they can't do that type of thing. You know, that's the type of thing I mean by being transparent. Educate us. Let us know why this isn't being done. Yeah, I just I just think to the uh the, the talking about porting the Metroid trilogy to Wii U and there was that there was a former rare employee that talked about yes. how how difficult that that would be and the amount of discourse around and arguing with like well they should just put the budget into it and this and this and this and, yes. and the amount of yes they should andros yeah that's what as, <laughs> see this is this is the problem when they open up when they open up to that level it just feeds monsters to come in whereas when Very we true. don't know when we don't know what we get is what we get, and we don't throw a fit. Like right, that's the well, no, we still throw fits. People speak fits, but you know what I mean. You know, you kind of know what I mean here. It's it, you don't you don't question. Nobody's winning is what process. you're saying. No matter what happens, nobody's gonna win. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I I just feel like I feel like they definitely, from their perspective, don't want to be transparent. I, I'm gonna just say that that's like not beneficial for them in any way. It would be really nice for those who genuinely want to know like what's going on behind the scenes. Yeah. And I wish they would at least show, like talk about that for past stuff. Like, like this whole giga leak that came out last year. Uh, like it would have been really cool to get a book about, these are some of the ideas that we, we ditched for, for games from the SNES era. And, Just and, getting ahead of it. So. Yeah. 
Yeah. Just just to a little a little peek behind the curtain, right? Like that would be cool. That would be cool. I don't know if they want to do that for their modern stuff because it would just lead to a lot of backlash and arguing. And whereas if you don't know, then they're they're not arguing. Like people people go onto the you you go onto the Nintendo uh, Twitter, you go onto the, any social media page, and people will be posting like, "Why don't you give us Mother Three? Right? Yeah. Yeah. And they won't respond. There is no argument. It's don't just, feed the trolls. I understand. It's just complaining. That's that's what <laughs> that's what it is. And there's no discourse. Whereas if they come out and go, "This is what we're doing, and this is why we're doing it," that like opens up a discourse they don't want. Like uh, I, I don't know. That's me. They, they, fair, maybe no, that's I'm, a fair point. That's maybe fair I'm point. being maybe I'm being too. Uh, no, defense, it's a fair point. Bad it's a fair point saying that no, it's not. A win for anybody, not even Nintendo, not even for us, because then it'd be a win for me and you, Tim, because we would know and we want to (laughs) know. Yes, we wouldn't. I guess that would be be good. (laughs) Knowing is half the battle. Yes. Yeah, Joe. (laughs) Anyways, uh, (laughs) these games will be released on July twenty eighth, and so we got that to look forward to. And again, we haven't. Some of us haven't heard of these games, so I'm sure we'll probably try it at least once. Maybe there's a hidden gem in there. And before we move on, actually, let me ask you this. Since NSO games have been digging deep into what games they release, have you found a hidden gem? Is there something you haven't played before and you tried out and you're like, hey, this is actually pretty good. I might pl- try this out sometime or play more of this sometime. You know, when your back catalog isn't, your backlog isn't so bad. <laughs> I don't think that ex- such a time exists. <laughs> so, all right. Anyways, did you, is there a game that surprised you? That you no, can think of. Uh, I, none, none for me. I haven't had a chance. To, I haven't, again, backlogging, but I haven't had a chance to play. And I've been kind of avoiding most of them lately. So. Mole says Spanky's Quest. Yeah, that was okay. off the top of my head, Spanky's Quest. I actually really had a, a good time playing through a bunch of that one i'm i'm cheating here i'm going to open it up because i know there are others that i'm just like the name is no no i i'm i don't blame you because i would not be able to remember much either so but spanky's quest was one that i do remember because the name is silly yeah it is that is pretty silly <laughs> um yeah and i like out of the out, out of like the recent stuff i'm like trying to think Eliminator Boat Duel. That one I didn't play. I, I thought that was like weird. <laughs> um, I also enjoyed uh, Baseball Simulator. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. That one was pretty nice. I forgot about Baseball Simulator. I forgot about that one. That and one's then, one I wanted to try, but didn't again. How about didn't Mario Pick Cross? I, I think that one was kind of a, a deep cut, a little bit. Oh. And that and one I did play. Really, I hundred percent of that game. A lot of people enjoyed that <laughs> one. I didn't. I'm not a big cross guy. Right. Well, I think uh, Retro Logic does bring attention to a lot of those things. So if you are into anybody listener listening out there who's into the retro games, uh, I know that those guys over there, uh, Sam being one of them in our chat, uh, brings up a lot of the stuff that either will be in NSO or should be in NSO. <laughs> Oh, so. oh my goodness! Okay, I, I don't know. I, like this one's kind of a weird. One. I I forgot. Panel to pawn, Fa- panel to pawn. Okay, I, I've played through the entire game. I love it. 
super fun and i had not played through it before other than the american version which was tetris attack with yoshi characters i played a little bit of that back on the original so yeah Okay. Going, going back real quick to what you, uh, your Mario's Picross, that one, you know, that one was a game that never was released on the Super Nintendo. That was a Japanese exclusive. Right. Okay. Cool. And uh, speaking of uh, Retro Logic, they did mention a third strong of small from that show, talked about Spanky's Quest as well, Demon Crest, and Vice Project Doom. And then uh, Quag311 also said Puyo as well. So so some there's definitely some uh, gems in there. Probably, oh, I wouldn't say gems, but there's some things that you maybe you weren't expecting to be good in there. So it's good to at least try it once. And Yeah, yeah. I'd say Panel to Pond for me was a total gem. Like, I, I didn't realize how awesome a puzzle game that's, was. That's the one that you and I played, uh, two-player, right, Tim? And you beat the crap out of me on. Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, you whipped my booty. What? Just beat you at a puzzle game? No way. Just kidding. I, I had no clue what I was doing in that, that game. Was like, yeah. That was also, was that the Pokemon Puzzle League style? Yep. Okay. Yep. That's, yeah. that's how I yeah. know Pokemon it. Puzzle League evolved. That needs to come back, y'all. Like, let's bring that, let's bring that back. We'll start let's a petition. Yeah. <laughs> So and that's also when we tried the uh, what what's that guns game again called the wild guns wild guns. Oh, I know we did that twice. Guns. We tried it the first time, and then I had to do it again for uh, monthly mayhem. But that's when I learned about the dive uh, and our dodge button that we didn't know about Jesse. We didn't know about right. dodge. So it was like oh, there's a dodge button, and it did so much better. Didn't I mean it's still a hard game. But <laughs> didn't so I got further in the game because I knew the, I found the dodge button. All right, so moving next up on our topic list is Nintendo Japan announced uh, announced regarding uh, announcement regarding 3DS and Wii U eShops. We are pleased to announce that the handling of credit cards. By the way, they're pleased to announce this. Um, the handling of credit cards and electronic money for trans transportation. I think this is a translation, right? So, I'll, I'll, no, it's not. And I'll explain. Oh, okay, it electronic money for transportation at the Nintendo 3DS series and the Nintendo eShop in Wii U will be terminated at 9 a.m. on Tuesday, January 18, 2022. After the end, you will not be able to add balances using credit cards, transportation, electronic money. Okay, now I don't understand what it means from the Nintendo 3DS series and Wii U. So that means it's the end of the world, right? No, not yet. Okay. All right. <laughs> yeah, so that, so far, this is Japan only. There hasn't been any English or other region announcements yet. And they're just remo- removing the ability to add balances by credit card. So they can still use eShop prepaid, you know, I think they call it repaid cards. But, uh, and uh, they, they can load balances on the website. And if they have their accounts linked with their Switch through an NNID then you can just still load it up on the Switch and spend it on the 3DS. Gotcha. Yep. So as Jesse pointed out, this is Japan, uh, Japanese region only. There hasn't been any English announcements. And um, But uh, to clarify, people can still add it via the uh, prepaid eShop cards. I saw a tweet from John Cartwright. Apparently, this has been a thing in England 
in Europe or Europe region for like three years where they haven't been able to use credit cards on their 3DS. Okay. So this is <laughs> so I know security's been a security's been a big issue too. So and especially in the credit card industry. So that's definitely it's not a shocker if the, if people aren't there too. You know, if I haven't seen too much, you know, bad press on this i guess not bad press but um you know a lot of backlash on this probably because it's just in the japan region um but it makes sense especially if nintendo has data that shows hey there's not a lot of people using this so let's just cut it out or it's not viable you know it doesn't make financial sense to keep it going then it makes sense right anyway so the, that electric money for transportation you know so you know japan has mass transit systems and yes. so it's common for them to have cards that they use to pay for their, for their train or their or whatever. So parent and I didn't know about this until today, but there was a, a YouTube video I found and I have it linked in the notes. Like we can share later, if so people ask from December of 2014, showing that you can using the NFC chip in the new new Nintendo 3DSs and in the Wii U gamepad. Okay, <laughs> something <laughs> I could I I was confused about what just happened, but I get it now. Our anyway, faces so they, just shift. <laughs> they can they can they can they can tap their their train card on the 3ds to fund to to fund the purchase, so that goes away uh, January next year. So something we never had. Yeah. All right. Well, that makes sense. And so, but we'll keep an eye on that and see if this eventually um, impacts the U S by doing the same in regards to the, you know, credit card transactions on the, those e-shops for the 3ds and Wii U. Um, so uh, in relation to that, we have impact game station was contacted by a developer who received an email from Nintendo of Europe's European publisher business. Oh. <laughs> we here with, he said that he said that he said that he said. <laughs> we here with wish to inform you that it has been decided I, I, to I, cease I love that sentence. The acceptance we, of submissions we for the new with N- wish <laughs> <laughs> for new Nintendo 3DS and Wii U titles for eShop release by the end of the current fiscal year. The Nintendo 3DS Wii U eShops will remain active and submissions of patches will still be processed until further notice. Please take these deadlines into consideration in your planning for upcoming Nintendo 3DS and Wii U digital releases. Thank you very much for your understanding and continuous support on the Nintendo 3DS and Wii U consoles during the past years. So basically, so starting April 1st, companies will no longer be able to submit new games for 3DS or Wii U. Anything that's been submitted up until end of March will still go through the process and you know th- that process is normally like three months I think they said so which means you'll we can see new games still on the 3ds and Wii U up until June of next year but but then that will officially be de- gone and we can then say 3ds is dead yes and rubber it's surprising the how there I think there was one new 3ds game that came out recently too i don't remember what it was but it was like out of nowhere somebody yeah, released the 3ds we see game. the occasional wii u release as well you know it's like maybe not once a month but maybe once a quarter yeah i do see well, I, I i do read the press release every thursday and i'm like oh another wii u game <laughs> yes huh. yeah 
it's pretty it's it's cool that we're getting support for as long as we are i mean with how bad the wii u did you'd think they wouldn't keep supporting it as much as they are so that's cool that they are sticking to it yeah yep but probably uh, maybe it has something to do with the fact that you know they felt bad for everybody who did buy it <laughs> they want to you know there's because i was actually shocked uh that when i went into gamestop one time i was in there browsing and i overheard this mom come in with her kids and and I, now I guess I shouldn't say shocked. It makes sense, you know, especially if you got young kids because they were pretty young. But she said, "Okay, come," you know. They they were in there, and she was like, "Okay, you guys can pick one game." And they were in there, and they were looking at stuff. She said, "No, no, no, Wii U, Wii U, or something like that," and you know, used game. And it was like they were looking around. I don't think they had any left or something like that, or they were done selling that stuff. So it was just like the kids couldn't find it. So. Well, I think they moved to like a lot of those the 3DS and Wii U used games to online. Yeah. So I, I, it was... I, I think last time I looked, I think it was literally one shelf in like in the middle of the store with that's shelved with other like a shelf of PS4 games, a shelf of Wii U games, and a small shelf of right. Wii games still because 100 million units. Right. Yeah. I, uh, my local game, uh, GameStop keeps them not even on the floor you have to go and ask and and then they're like this is what we have inventory wise yeah and, and then they go and pull it out of the back for you <laughs> yeah that might have been what happened too then maybe they had some it's a bummer it's a bummer it's it's fun to go to like that was part of the gamestop experience it got replaced with just like junk merchandise is what it it's, it's the problem it's like okay well here's some yeah, more like star wars and marvel think geek stuff yeah yeah that that's when I um, remember, you know, like you said, when they had a lot of that stuff in their in their retro collection or whatever, or back catalog stuff. You can go in, and sometimes you would find that game you didn't get to play, or you know, those gems that are harder to find that were traded in, and you you'd snatch it up right away because GameStop doesn't mark them up; they always, you know, sell them at a good price. Yeah. So but now it's definitely and- harder. Unless your name is Xenoblade Chronicles. Yeah. <laughs> or that. All right. $50 Next, uh, new, but $70 used. Yeah. Next on our list of topics is Square Enix says that Dragon Quest uh, 12, The Flames of Fate, will shape the next 10 to 20 years of Dragon Quest. What do you think I, of that, Jesse? I do not like that statement at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh I have a feeling they're going to Final Fantasy fifteen that game, and I am not going to be happy. I'm not the only one who's not going to be happy. But the problem is, I think it'll bring more people, and it'll sell more copies, because you know Final Fantasy's been doing it, and it's not because it doesn't sell. So, I, I don't know. I'm worried about this game. I'm sorry. <laughs> hopefully it turns out better for you and then then you'll be like okay cool 10 to 20 years of this is awesome it's so, so difficult to strike a balance when you're trying to access new markets because dragon quest you might say is pretty niche right it's it's very tailored to a specific audience it definitely. is definitely you know eight, eight opened it up and 11 opened it up more but yeah it still doesn't have the impact of final fantasy it never did and here in and, north america it it, it in, in Japan, it it was it was the king. 
it outsold Final Fantasy. Yeah, so so for them to like find a good way to be faithful to the series and to the fans that are currently there and also make it inviting to new players, it's hard that's hard to do. My my thought immediately goes to Breath of the Wild did a really good job with that for for longtime Zelda fans and then for people new to the series. That's like yes. probably one of the best spots to jump in on Zelda, right? Like because Yeah because it is so friendly to newcomers. Um, and then they get shocked when they play an older game, like Skyward, Skyward Sword <laughs> that came out last week. Like, yes, this yeah, is I can't wait to talk like about that. Wild. I can't wait to talk about that. <laughs> um, but yeah, that, like, it's, that's, it's a hard line to, to, to straddle. And like, I, don't, I, don't know, I don't know how, how they're going to do it. But yeah, no, statements like that definitely sound like we're leaving where we were and we're taking this in a new direction. Um, yep. which it's a gamble. Hey, if it's Breath of the Wild level, it will be it magically will appeal to Jesse and to new audiences somehow. I don't know how, but maybe they can do it. Yep. It's but that's it's, always the gamble you take when you want to try to change up a formula, right? So is it going to be uh receptive? And especially if you're trying to maintain that audience, you know you're gonna lose some people, but or it, it could be or it could be a skyward sword. It could be a step. It could be a step towards the next thing, right? Could like, be. And, it, it and can, people will hate it because... Which is like Final Fantasy Thirteen was that first step into changing it up. And that they... Yeah. yeah. So, I, I'll hold hope for you, Jesse. <laughs> <laughs> Fingers crossed that Square doesn't, you know... Square never messes up. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? Oh gosh! Is this in the news? Are we talking? Are we going to talk about? Are we going to talk about Square's statements on uh, they'll port the classic Final Fantasies if there's demand? How can they not know there's demand? It's such a it's such a a bad (laughs) read of what people want. No one wants those on PC. Okay, well, not no one. I'm sure there. I'm sure there's plenty of listeners out here though who are pumped for them to be on PC. But I think yeah. the audience is in the consoles. That's where they came from, right? Yeah. I, yeah. I, I, I just. I'm, I'm looking at you, Disney Afternoon. Oh, <laughs> I, I, I can't believe that they they come out and go, yeah. If there's, we'll gauge interest, and then we'll put it on to the consoles if there's interest. It's like, how do you not know? That Final Fantasy has huge interest for consoles, right? They just they just put that on Switch. It could be a horrible port, and it's going to sell like crazy. It's going to sell like crazy because of the name. That's all they need. <laughs> bah bah. That's my <laughs> that's well, it, my it goes, square. It rant. goes back. It goes back to what I was talking about again with the transparency. It doesn't have to be specifically that game, but again. And maybe it's not the companies. Maybe it is a developer that comes out and says, hey, this is not as easy as it sounds to port something over to from one place to another or whatever. But again, just being ignorant in it, it seems like, okay, you're, t- you're, you're putting it on PC and you're putting it on a mobile. Why aren't you putting it on Nintendo device like the Switch, especially since a lot of those games were on a Nintendo maybe device they knew. to begin Maybe with. they knew about the Steam Deck. Maybe they knew. <laughs> Maybe they knew. That was inside information. 
Hush you. <laughs> Hush. Inf- Inferno says, what if the graphics have different themes, fantasy, boy band, or hand-drawn graphics? Um, like, well, the first thing I thought of when he said boy band was Tokyo Mirage Sessions. <laughs> and you're fine with that? That's a, a great game. game. Yeah, that's a good looking game. It's, it's an awesome soundtrack. But uh, the, the it, it's the, oh, just just like the mobile gameplay I'll talk about later. I don't like it, and you know I I don't want MMO style combat. That's why I haven't played a Xenoblade Chronicles game since the first time, first time I tried, or first two times I tried, and didn't get past the first few hours. And yeah. you know Final Fantasy fifteen, I I rage quit the, the the tutorial. I'm like, no, I don't want this. This is not the gameplay I want to play. So it doesn't matter what it looks like. If they screw up the gameplay, I, I am not playing it. Makes sense. And that's when we have to rely on the indies to come out with uh, a Final Fantasy-type game from the classics. <laughs> Aren't we getting right. like a, a, a... There's a game that was announced that's like basically Octopath art style. Yeah, the triangle. Not that. No, that was an indie oh, title. It was a Dragon Quest Three remake. Oh yeah, nope, right. not that one. <laughs> oh, I know what you're thinking of. That was I can't the... remember the name though. But it's not. It's not by. It's 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 indie, right? It's it's. Yeah, that was an indie, and I don't remember. Yeah. And it I looked did. better than the other ones. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I thought they all looked good. I think that's a great art style. But yeah, they looked like they were doing some cool stuff. So yeah, Tim's right. We can always rely on indies to come in and pick up the slack, give us what we want. I think I know which game. I have to look that up. I can't up remember now. what it's called. I'm sorry, y'all. No, nah, that's going to bug me. <laughs> All right. Well, while, while you get off the show. Up, get off. While, no. <laughs> while he's looking up that, I'll move on to the next news item because it's Pokemon Go stuff. Oh, I guess I have a job to do. <laughs> so, uh, Pokemon Go Fest 2021, which was last weekend, uh, made a little bit of money for Niantic. The Wait, Jesse, Jesse, days. I got to know, how, like, well, how was it for you? Did you like it? Did you have a good time? I, I did like it. I had, I had fun with it, you know, up until Sunday when, or I guess, no, I guess it was Saturday when I got, had to get pulled off of it to work. But I, I still streamed three hours of it and then did a little 15-minute end of uh, a part four that was off stream that I, that I uploaded. But I, I had fun with it, and uh, the, the Meloetta, it, it, it's a Meloetta. You know, it looks nice, and uh, they had a whole musical theme thing around it, so you can choose between a rock Pikachu or a pop Pikachu. And Oh, I dug that. that was, it's cool. It's really, we got, it was really well done. And we got, they actually have animated poses for the avatars with them. That's pretty cool. Anyway, so yeah, through the two-day event, trainers caught 1.5 billion Pokemon. Walked over 125 million kilometers, fought in over 23 million raids, and spent over 21 million dollars. That's a lot of monies, a lot of steps. Yeah. <laughs> wow, awesome, great, great, great job. So, I, I know Niantic did have some in select cities, some um, more more of the traditional real life type of event in addition to the worldwide uh, digital event. I don't, I can't imagine that they're going to want to go back to only a physical event where they have a finite number of tickets, which means that's a finite amount of money they can make. 
Yeah, yeah, that's they true. Make a, <laughs> they, make, they make far more much, far more, um, I can't talk anymore. They make a lot more money ha- making a worldwide event. <laughs> I'll say that. Good grief, yeah, so much. <laughs> Wait, were you able to find the game yet, Tim? No. Okay. No. So I have, Someone in chat, someone in chat has to know what that game's called. Someone. No one's no Save one's us. no one's spoken up yet. They normally do by now. Oh. <laughs> so oh, where where are you guys? So, so I have uh, some game release updates. I normally don't include games that were like released yesterday, but this one I felt like I had to include. There's the Crash Bandicoot Crash Aversary bundle. So five games in one bundle. So there's the Crash Bandicoot Bandicoot Insane Trilogy, so the first three games. Crash Bandicoot 4, it's about time, and Crash Team Racing Nitro-Fueled. It released yesterday, marked down 40% of its retail price, down to $60 until the 27th. A full-price game for three games. Plus, one of those games has three games in it. Yeah, so basically five games. And if if you don't want the racing game and just want the first four, they have a Crash Bandicoot Quadrilogy bundle. Which has the same forty percent off down to forty one ninety nine. Oh, uh, that's a that's a yeah. Why are you no? Why, why is anybody paying twenty bucks for Crash Team Racing? Just go buy the other one. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's that's awesome. That's so really those, good, really good price. So yeah, those discounts are there until the twenty seventh, and Dang, then I didn't know about this. I didn't know about this. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah, that that I just saw Twitter blowing up on it yesterday when it happened when people just saw it on the eShop. It was completely unannounced it just happened uh, and then uh, Road 96 which was mentioned in an India Direct and I think at was a Microsoft's event during E3 uh, has a release date of August 16th excellent that one looks interesting looks it was really also happy. at the April Indie showcase for Nintendo yeah that one, that one that one I'm interested in and then the last last item I have in the notes is people following the play date. Pre-orders go live next week, the tw- uh, Thursday the 29th at 10 a.m. Pacific time. I'm going to... What is, what is that? The, is it a game called the play date? It, it, it's, a, it's a game console. Oh, oh the little... Uh, with the crashing pole. The crank, yep. yeah. Yeah. Okay, okay, it, yeah, yeah. I, I'm like, the, I'm like well, what are we talking about? <laughs> I, I, I yeah. don't remember the details, but I think you, if you get it, they have, I think, 12 or 14 games that you'll get for free, kind of drip-fed to you over several weeks. So, like, the first bundle comes with the purchase, and then after that's done, if they have additional bundles, there'll be an additional purchase later. And it'll just a Wi-Fi-enabled device that you just have it on the charger and then it'll just automatically download the new games when it's released and you can play it. I don't remember what the price is on that. I guess I'll find out when I try to pre-order it next week. I do plan on trying to get a pre-order of that. I think a few of the other people, uh, some of the hosts Tim? and some people in the Discord were also looking at it. Oh, which one? The play date. Play date, yes. Yes. Uh, it, definitely it was... on... I have it saved um, uh, in my phone, ready to go. <laughs> the web page is open. It was too pricey for what it was for me. 
personally. But who knows? Maybe maybe that'll change. That'll be something I'm interested in. See how see how it reviews. I okay. guess. Okay. I, I like that I like website, stuff like that. I tried going to what I thought was the website that is not the website. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, don't uh, don't search Playdate. Yeah, don't uh, Google Playdate. Yeah, you gotta be careful there. It's it's, it's the, the website is play dot date. Yes. So, but I I like stuff like that because it's uh, different. It's new. It's you know, and it forces developers to develop games that are unique, um, which we've seen with Nintendo products when they don't have full power or they had you know the when the Wii came out and the and the Motion Plus and all that kind of stuff, people are getting creative and Nintendo gets creative with that stuff too, even with the DS, you know, developers get creative with the touchscreen and using uh, new puzzles with that and stuff like that. So that's what yeah. I like. That's yeah. So the, the system is $179, includes the full season one of games, 24 original Playdate games delivered weekly at no extra charge, does not include shipping, but you do get a very nice yellow USB-C to USB-A cable. And then there's also a stereo dock coming soon. They don't say how much that is. And then there's a cover for $29. Yeah. So it's, which is looks I like, like this little thing that wraps around it. Yeah, yeah the dock looks cool. nice. Uh, it's a, definitely another unique thing. And, so. and the dock is a Bluetooth speaker. Nice. And yeah, that's that. That's what I was thinking of having as my alarm clock on on my desk on my nightstand at night. But we'll see. <laughs> we'll see if I am able to get it too. So, because we'll see how crazy that the internet gets with that. Hey, pre-orders on anything physical game wise right. be gonna be a nightmare. <laughs> exactly. Yep. So I am trying. I cannot find the game. I know which one I'm trying to look for. I just don't see it, okay. and it's not. Nintendo says, "Is it Sacrifier?" And I just did a quick search, and I think that is Sacrifier. You know, an article from Nintendo Life. Sacrifier looks a lot like Octopath Traveler. Okay, and it could be, and that's good job coming, and it could be coming to Switch. Yeah, coming to twenty twenty two. Nintendo, you win. That's it. That's the one I was thinking. You got bragging rights. <laughs> All right, I gotta, I gotta say it. Super Nintendo's my, yes. Seth, Macy, my Seth Macy impression. Thank you, Super Nintendo. <laughs> Seth, I, you're awesome. <laughs> I know he listens to the show every week. Yeah. Yes, he does. Sure, he does. Sure. <laughs> yep, he's always knocking on your door to try to come on the show too. Oh yeah, week ago. he's always trying to get on our show too. I know, right? All so, of IGN. We have to turn them down. We're like, oh, we have to. We, we, we have to spread them out, you know, so they're not saturating the community with, you know, you know, NVC stuff, right? That's it's how, no, it's no offense to, yeah, it's no offense to them. We turned down Reggie already. Yeah. Uh, we can't. If we're turning down Reggie, we're turning down. Yeah. 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 We don't have so, time for you, Reggie. We don't have so time for you. If Bill ever asks, you know, we're not refusing him. You know, we we want. Yeah, he gets want a fast Bill. pass. Fast, fast <laughs> in the show. <laughs> All right, Jesse. Uh, Pokemon Go Fest 2021. What have we got going on there? It looks like we got money. They made a little bit of money there. Oh, while well, you were while you those. were looking up the sacrifice, oh, you we actually went already? through that whole segment. Yeah. I missed it. <laughs> Darn it! 
so uh, if you, if you want to go back to it and have questions, yeah, but yeah, they they made they made twenty one million dollars. Twitch nice. TV slash Nintendo dads, uh, check the VOD. Yes. <laughs> there you go. I'm plugging. I'm plugging. <laughs> yeah, that's. Uh, hopefully, they can make a little bit of money with the uh, new Pikmin game they're coming out with, right? With Niantic. I can, I can oh yeah. Just, I completely forgot about that. But, uh... <laughs> I forgot about it too. I forgot about it too. Pikmin Fest 2022. That's right. Let's do it. <laughs> Let's do it. Pikmin I'm waiting for the the, uh, the Niantic um, crossover. You know the the like the Marvel In- Cinematic Universe is the Ni- it, Niantic it, Gaming Universe. <laughs> Ingress Cross Go. Yes, there you go. <laughs> With all the games I got going on there, so. All right, so that would be the news then. I think you covered everything there. So let's move on to events. Excellent impression, Andres. Thank you very much. Uh, Justin's do it. it. You got it. I'm here. I'm here. I'm here for you to be Justin. <laughs> Among Us free trial for NSO subscribers started yesterday through and goes through 11.59 Pacific Daylight Savings Time on the 27th. And also, if you like it and you want to join in on Among Us community time that we do in the Nintendo Dads every now and then, and I know that you guys do it in Nintendo Pals every now and then too, right? It's 30% off until August 1st. So instead of the five bucks, you get it for $350 instead. So get it while you can in the eShop. It's it's fantastic. I love love the Switch version of that game. I have purchased the pc one before the switch was announced <laughs> and i also had the mobile with a free mobile version yeah. so i have all three versions uh you have options them. that's called and, options right yeah and and of all of those switch is my favorite um no bias being the nintendo pals but uh <laughs> yeah it's and anybody's hold, holding out on this game because it's like either you tried it for free and you did it with randos <laughs> random people uh Everybody has said they have much more fun playing the game when you do it with people you know. Yeah, I yeah. won't play with randos, but I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll play it if we have a community game that day, pretty much any time. Yes, which we're hoping we can get to do this, hopefully sometime this weekend. So, but again, in if anybody is interested, the Nintendo Pals community is doing community game night tomorrow, Friday. There you go. So there you go, Friday night. Got one going in the Nintendo Pals area, and then uh, probably Saturday, I'm guessing sometime we'll have something going on. So nice. it's just a party. Mole says Among friendo. Us weekend. Mole says friendos, <laughs> not randos. Yes, exactly. Yes, yeah. friendos. That's why it's nin- nin friendos. All right, Pokemon Go events. This is all you, Jesse. Right? This is your show. Sure. Pokemon Go show. I need to find it now because I scrolled up to add something into the notes. Okay. So Dialga will be available in level five raids starting July 23rd at 10 a.m. through August 6th at 10 a.m. local times. Then also announced today, August Community Day will feature Eevee. So Saturday, August 14th and Sunday, August 15th from 11 a.m. to 5 p.m. local time. There'll be an exclusive... Special research story, what you choose to be available available for a dollar, kind of like normal. 
Egg incubators activated during the event will have four times the effectiveness, and incense and lore modules activated during the event will last three hours each. There will be additional bonuses available starting Friday at 10 a.m. through Monday 10 a.m. If you evolve an Eevee into any of its evolutions, the new Pokemon will know a special attack. Vaporeon will have... Scald, Jolteon, Zap Cannon, Flareon, Superpower, Espeon, Shadow Ball, Umbreon, Psychic, Leafeon, Bullet Seed, Glaceon, Water Pulse, and Sylveon, Psyshock. And any Eevees hatched during the event will know Last Resort. If you want to evol- evolving an Eevee into a Sylveon will only require 7 hearts instead of 70, which is normal. So you'll be able to evolve it a lot faster. And, uh, There'll be a timed spe- special timed research available that rewards a mossy lure module and a glacial lure module. They're required if you want to evolve Eevee into Leafeon or Glaceon. And then there'll be a special one-time purchase community day, community day box available for 1,280 Poker Coins, featuring 50 Ultra Balls, 5 Incense, an Elite Fast TM, and an, and an Elite Charge TM. Yeah, I just, wait, this, I, is where, this is where I'm supposed to be, Justin, right? It's time yep. to wake up. <laughs> I actually like listening to that section. Yes. <laughs> and actually, I was while he was reading that off, I just sent a screenshot of that, of your notes, Jesse, to my daughter, because she's been playing Pokemon Go. So um, and it's w- really cool that they're bringing in all the stuff so that you can do the level ups of all the EVs, like the special things that you need to yeah. do that, and and making I, it easy. I don't know if you've noticed, but I added uh in the pokemon room on our discord when i there's another server that i follow has an announcement room where they post all these infographics and whenever you have an announcement room you you can subscribe to it and then whenever they post something it automatically posts where you want it so that that I was actually surprised to see that work as well as it did so it works out very nicely i I told my daughter about that too (laughs) <laughs> yeah, so there's always there's always, there's always something new at least once a day in the yes. new info a new infographic to look at with inform- she she said that she actually when i told her about it she she does look at them but she gets a little confused by all the information on it yeah sometimes they are info heavy but uh, once yes. you get used to it they, they're they read the same more or less yeah <laughs> gotcha <laughs> gonna be degrees someday in pokemon go chart reading <laughs> Well, that's our events. We can now move on to what we've been playing. Do it. Ninfano says, if the effects of incense last more than four hours, please contact your physician (laughs) and have your Pokeballs checked. (laughs) (laughs) Excellent. Excellent. And and now that since... uh, Andros, you're doing so well at the do it line. Uh, we don't need Justin on anymore. So you are now going to take over his seat and just come on and uh, take, you know, just be the guest and, and tell us, you know, do it every time. So, yeah, Andros, right. yeah. as we do every time, we start with our guests first. What have you been playing, sir? All right. First and foremost, and most what I've been playing is Skyward Sword HD on the Switch. 
with hold on. with these bad boys right here some special edition nintendo switch zelda joy cons because i'm playing with motion controls i'm using tilt controls um for the mario kart fans out there <laughs> uh beautiful speaking of beautiful this game is gorgeous holy cow it looks so good it's like everything everything like i just want to take screenshots of just it looks like a painting you're playing a painting and if i recall correctly on the wii it looked a little muddy uh okay. and, and if you look at them side by side now like wow it's it's yeah the hd has made a big difference yeah the wii version was uh 480p or 480i if you only had composite cables and they they that's one of the reasons why the art style looked like a watercolor painting, which added an intentional blur, so it looked nicer on in a on a CRT. Yeah, which doesn't look as good on modern displays. So, <laughs> right. but it actually be. looks this, but it shines as a really artistic style now. I'd say, yeah. uh, it, it, I I don't know. I don't. Know. It looks really Can, good. I saw a, a comparison video last week or when it first announced when the game released, and the the same blur effects on the Wii are still used on the Switch, but since more higher pixel density, higher pixel density, the blurring effect is more concentrated on on certain points. So it's even a, a tree in a distance still looks a lot more detailed than before, with even with the blurring. So yeah. yeah, it's pretty. It's very pretty. Um, and in addition to that, the music is amazing. Holy cow, it is so good. The soundtrack for that game is like one of the best video game soundtracks ever. I, and I forgot all of the songs. Uh, like you know, I know. Remember the main one, the like the harp, you know, the <laughs> that that main tune. But there's can you so do the many. whole song like that? You? Yeah, you want me? I, I sure, go, go for it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I streamed I streamed the game and I did voices for all the characters. And I was like, I'm sorry, guys, I'm not singing this part. Justin was doing the same thing. He was doing like voiceovers for everybody. Oh, voice for Zelda. I apologize to everybody <laughs> who had to suffer through that. Um, but yeah, so the it's speaking of that, like the characters. Wow. There's so much personality in every character. You go up. I completely forgot about Rupin, the shop owner in the bazaar. You go up to him, and he's a super smiling, happy guy. And then you walk away from the counter, and he goes, yeah. and walks away like pouting uh, because and you the, didn't buy anything. <laughs> and, and if you say you don't want anything, he has like a, a real quick instant oh my of gosh. just deadpan, like glare at you like <laughs> yeah like he's and then and then goes back to being happy and, and it's so funny and then if you talk to him at nighttime 180 his personality he's kind of a grumpy man like he's he's real grouchy like and you taught you you can mention it you're like what's why, why are you so different he's like i don't want to be like that all the time just pretend this isn't the real me right now <laughs> and i'm like oh, I, I i relate my man that's funny <laughs> no i don't i'm i'm uh, i have worked retail jobs before yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh and then yeah everybody in the bazaar is like the personality but everybody in skywalk just, everyone is bizarre every yeah everybody's got 
such character and charm. Uh, and the dialogue is so fun. My favorite... Oh, okay, well, I can't say that. But one of one of my favorites is Beetle. Beetle. This is probably <laughs> the best Beetle out of all, all, all the Beetles, personality-wise. Okay. Because he has the same kind of thing where during the day, he's Beetle, you know? Oh, and the thank you, you know, like like over the top. <laughs> he's biking his shop around, but at yeah. nighttime he turns into an eloquent gen- gentleman that speaks in fancy, fluent words. <laughs> That's and hilarious. Like, what mattereth it that I speak differently at night? Like, that is like literally what he says to you, and it's That's so hilarious. funny. I love it. I love everything. I love all the characters. <laughs> I love it. so story wise, like it's all great. Uh, yeah, the- I think my favorite part is if you go in and then you try to leave without buying anything. Yeah, yeah. I haven't done that because I don't want to offend Beetle. Beetle's my favorite. But <laughs> if you do that, he trap doors you out of the shop because he's mad because he has to pedal extra hard with the added weight of an extra person on there. <laughs> and he's like, you didn't even buy anything? So he like pulls this thing and you just drop out. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> oh, so fun. Well, you know, uh, Beetle shows up in, in our Discord every no- once in a while, right? He's got his own shop set up in our he Discord. Does. So. He does, yes. Beetle's pretty. <laughs> Beetle's, Beetle uh, he gets around. Is, is everywhere. He's yep. everywhere you need him to be. Uh, wow. I, I, so all of those elements to the game, fantastic. Uh, quality of life improvements. Like, oh, so great. Like, they, they fixed everything that I think anybody could complain about. Um, maybe, maybe you could say the pacing at the beginning is still a little slow, but you can skip through a lot of cutscenes, cutscenes and dialogue, uh, which he couldn't do in the original. So it does streamline it a little bit. They would have had to kind of resequence things in order to make it any shorter than they did. And it makes me really appreciate games like Breath of the Wild that just drop you in and still teach you how to play. Uh, so I have a greater appreciation for Breath of the Wild's intro, Great Plateau, like, one of the greatest tutorial zones I'd say ever designed and built. Um, so there's that. It's a little, it's it, the beginning's a little story heavy to get you going to where you're actually suited up in the tunic and, and going into dungeons. But the dungeons are great. Uh, I'm, I'm liking those a lot so far. The combat uh, is, is good. It's good. It's not my favorite Zelda combat, but it's not bad. Like, you know, people are like, I hate the motion controls. I think it's I think it's serviceable. And I think they built the game around that very well. Uh, and you don't even have to use it. I have not used the button controls. I want to give that a try before I give this game like a full solid review. But what I've done of the motion controls has been serviceable. I miss having a pointer. Like a like a sensor bar, because you could always center by just pointing, you know. Uh, whereas with this, you do have to recenter with a button. I do have to do that pretty frequently. Yeah, I, f- I found I've had the most pro- more problems with it when I'm dousing. Yes. And I, yeah. I, I, I actually came across the same problem I had p- playing Pikmin 3, where I was trying to keep the pointer steady while, I'm, while in the case while I'm dousing. And I'm not moving, but the little pointer is starting to go down, so I have to lift up a little bit to bring it up, and then it drops. So at the end, it's pointing straight up. Yeah. I'm like, okay, this is not cool. Yeah, I have that a little bit happening as well. It's a minor annoyance in in the grand scheme of the game to me. So Mm -hmm. 
Uh, don't write this one off, y'all. Uh, don't listen to the Skyward Sword naysayers. It's, it's very fun. If if you like other Zelda games, this is a must play, in my opinion. It's it's actually one of my favorites in the series. I don't know what it is about this game that compels me. I want to collect everything and get everything. Breath of the Wild didn't even do that for me. I didn't. I you know I wasn't the. I'm gonna go get all 900 Koroks and they get every shrine. <laughs> Why for not? This, for this so. game, I really want to collect everything. Um, because maybe because it's a manageable number of things more than Breath of the Wild. Uh, but yeah, I, I like it. I like it a lot. Uh, so, yeah. In my yeah. Breath of the Wild, I did do all the shrines, but I did did not get anywhere near. I think I might have, I think I might have gotten a little over two hundred, or a little under. But out of nine hundred, that's still a small fraction. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's, that's my Skyward Sword glowing, glowing review. Um, nice. yeah, awesome. Uh, f- people complain about Fi, 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 Fo, Fum, uh, the helper <laughs> character in the sword. Fi, yep. Fi. Or Fi, I guess. Fi. Yeah. Uh, she's like, not there, not intrusive at all. Uh, only comes up for really important stuff. Uh, uh maybe, maybe makes me a little sad because I liked, I liked her as a character. Uh, but yes, she did pop up a lot. I, I wish there was, you can still like pull up and talk to her optionally, but, uh, yeah, so that, that, yeah, that's, it was, it's, it's great. Everything, everything about it is improved. Uh, it's, it's a classic Zelda game. It's not, it's not Breath of the Wild, but it's, uh, a really good 3D Zelda. And oh, I could gush on it all day. Items. Wow. So cool. Flying beetles? Wait, like that's like the coolest idea ever. Put that in Breath of the Wild. <laughs> Let's get some good items in Breath of the Wild. Maybe wow. they will, because they reference this game a lot when uh, in regards to the sequel. So can we get some loft wings in Breath of the Wild too? Yeah. Yes, 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 yes. I Looks really, like really it. want. I Possibly. really want those loft wings because uh, I don't remember it being fun. When I played on the Wii, I don't remember flying the lock rings around. I remember maybe it's I'm tainted by the complaints. Like, <laughs> like uh, there was nothing to explore in the sky. But flying the bird around is so fun. And I just maybe it's my my imagination just going like, what if we could do this in Breath of the Wild? How amazing would that be? It just be so fun. Oh, oh. <laughs> all right, all right. I gotta stop. I gotta cut. I gotta cut my Skyward Sword well, off. Have you been? Is this the game you've been just focusing on? Nothing else. Or? I have played. I have played other games. So I also played a little bit of Ocarina of Time. Uh, <laughs> they're not played. Played and streamed a little bit of Ocarina of Time. Uh, enjoyed my time with that. Uh, nice. And I played Mario Golf after I got really frustrated trying to execute a wrong work in Ocarina of Time. I spent an hour on stream trying to do this pra- this trick that requires very specific button inputs. I will not stream like th- that thing like that again. Uh, I'll do easy <laughs> glitches. I'll still do glitches, but not like that. That was just too hard uh, for me. Other people are really good at it. Uh, so, so I unwound by playing some Mario Golf. Uh, gotcha. And had a blast with that. And then lastly today, I tried for the first time pokemon unite so yeah. okay uh and and i, I don't i don't know i i kind of want to hear jesse's thoughts on pokemon unite so that i can come in and sandwich it with some 
with some positivity because <laughs> he's not <laughs> he didn't like it very much but i i really enjoyed it i really enjoyed it uh so yeah that's it. i i played two matches um i had my crying baby <laughs> in my yes. hands while playing uh and uh but even still it, it was fun and maybe maybe it wouldn't be as fun solo like it might not be as fun playing by yourself but i was playing with my co-host micah and we had a blast well let's talk about the pokemon unit a little bit more than jesse yeah just just in the chat he goes i i he assumes i hated it therefore he thinks he'll love it <laughs> which yeah I, I he's not wrong yeah so <laughs> he's like oh well jesse didn't like it i'll like it that's the that's that's how it works. Yeah. There's only so, there's only two types of games. There's Justin games and there's Jesse games. There's much. no in between. Like that. That's just, that's yeah. He, he plays Fortnite and Apex. I play Picross Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> Except for not Pokemon Unite. Uh, so I did try this game yesterday. I did it on stream. It was about forty five minutes. Went you know fought through the the openings. Uh, set up and like nitpicked every UX issue I had with the game, which is very unusual for a Pokemon game. So um, like, like the one that uh, bothered me the most was like during a part of a dialogue, I, you know, my, my left hand just decided to was bored and wanted to do something. So it nudged the left stick a little bit. Normally nothing would happen, but no, this game goes, <clears throat> I'm like, this, this game is giving me a no-no sound for hitting the left stick during a dialogue. Hey, hey you. Hey, stop that. Right. Don't be touching the left stick. You know, that's Read that dialogue. Noise. That's what I, the type of noise I do to my dog when he's trying to get on the counter. That, that uh, That's the no-no sound. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah, I, and, you know, like the, like, the, the player customization was very small. Not like not that is you ever see your avatar in the game anyway. So True. what's the point in that? So, so yeah, because you I, get to wear cool shirts. I mean, they're pretty cool. I like the Snorlax hoodie. Did you see that? I gotta have somewhere cool. to spend my money. That was pretty I, cool. I, I didn't get that far. Anyway, so <laughs> so I, I I got I did the the first. 1v1 practice match against an AI that that was like a five minute match and I'm like I and the, the person says you got the understand yeah understand what's going on now and I'm like no I have no <laughs> idea what's going on right now and so you know put then it put me into the first 5v5 that I not I somehow not only was on the winning team but was the MVP so I'm like wow you did good really job. good how did you not have a good time <laughs> I, 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 there's no way I could would have, would have been MVP. I swear I was up against nine bots. There's no way. Is it the I first? Was it the first match? Ver, yeah. The very they first do, match. They, they do put you in with yeah, bots for the it very, is with very bots. first one. But, yeah, but the they make one. it sound like you're not. It's like Mario Kart yes. on mobile. Yeah, 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 yeah. Don't do that. If you're gonna if you're gonna put me up against bots, tell me, and I. And I'll have it be in a different mindset. I was up thinking I was up against real people up until I got 200 points and no one else scored more than 100. <laughs> like, no, yep. I do not believe this at all. <laughs> well, you were right. So, but yeah, just, you know, for, for newer people who don't know how I, new, newer listeners who don't know my 
likes and dislikes. I don't like pretty much if a game has v- PvP mode, I don't like it. Uh, like there was this, there was this game I played on Xbox, like Monster Collection. Uh, you know, Casey and NVC loved it. I forget what it's called. It's kind of like a Metroidvania with monster collection, like Pokemon that had actually had turn-based battles. And Uh, I I know what game you're talking about and I can't remember what it's called. Yeah. I I liked it up until the point where I went head to head with other NPCs, like a PVP fight. And I'm like, no, I don't, I don't want to do this anymore. So that's when I stopped playing. If 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 that whole element would have been gone, I would have been fine and continued playing. But I don't like PVP. Like, you know, I don't play Smash, I don't play Splatoon, I never didn't play ARMS. That's not my game. So, so Tim, do you have any other questions or comments? Well, I was going to ask you, would you, is it, would it be like Among Us, would you be able to play with others? Would you enjoy it more if it was with others you knew? I don't think so. Because no. there's, Among Us at least has gives me options to do. You know, I can choose gotcha, to yeah. I can choose to screw around and do my own thing, or but here, you only have the one task, and you're like, if you don't do it, and if you're up against real people, then you'll probably get kicked. <laughs> Presuming that they have the ability to vote you off. Gotcha. <laughs> like a like a reasonable multiplayer would. I'll mention mine real quick uh, uh, because I played it also a little bit, just kind of, I guess, the tutorial parts with the first PvP, you know, five versus five uh, with the bots. And I enjoyed that time, but I'm I'm still, you know, I'm still leery of playing against other real players because although I do enjoy it, I don't enjoy it for long because I don't play it as long. And I was talking to Justin about this before was – Games where you have to play against other people, you tend to have to get good at, right? So you can compete and all that kind of stuff, or at least be helpful if you're on a team. And I don't play those games long enough to do that. So I feel like either I'm a burden or if I am playing against other people, I'm not having fun anymore because it's like, okay, I'm trying this, I'm trying this, I'm trying this. Okay, this is not fun anymore because I'm getting beat bad People have been playing this all the time. They know the ins and outs of it and all that kind of stuff. So that's why I'm still kind of holding my breath on this, if you will, to play more of Pokemon Unite. But I'm glad it's free to try and keep you know playing around with it, which I'll do um, just to see how it goes. And I do like right now it just seems I've been having a lot of fun with it just because it seems pretty simple right now. For me, at least, I don't know how much more difficult it's going to get with, uh, like I said, the ins and outs and, you know, adding other components or whatever and stuff like that. But right now, just keeping my health up and uh, destroying the other team and taking the the ball and putting it in the goal and making points and all that kind of stuff is, to me, it's like I'm, I'm unfamiliar with this type of these type of games, but it's. Like, is this really all that's going on? I'm sure there's got to be more, but I'm not familiar with it. And the one thing I didn't understand initially until, like, like the second game is each goal has a maximum score. So, like, like it could be 50, it could be 80, it could be 100. Is that depending on the level that it's on, too? Like, there's a I lower level so. and upper level? Yeah, I, th- okay. I think the one in the, f- at the, at the 
the farthest the, away at the yeah at the opponent's spawn point. That one yeah. might be infinite. Okay, but the ones that are in more midfield, like they have a limit. So if once they once someone scores fifty points on the goal, that goal is gone. So gotcha. which makes it, it gives you a balance which makes it harder for the winning team to score more points and easier for the one losing team to try to catch up. Yeah. That's so, what also once I understood that, I, I got it and it makes sense, but I didn't know what was going on. They're essentially like little towers that once you take those out, uh, you move towards the, towards the end base. Cause if you leave those and try and go towards their end base, uh, you actually go slow. Uh, but then there was also, down. There was also there was another Pokemon that comes in like a legendary Pokemon or something in the center of the the stadium or whatever you're you're battling in, and then you have to battle that as well. So no, you don't you don't have to. Have to can, but if the opponent it. if the opponent gets it, they get the bonus that they get. Yeah. So so there's there's certainly other things going yeah. on that that uh, I'm slowly learning, but. It, sounds it seemed like, more like a, a Pokemon sports game to me than anything else to me is what it seemed like. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds to me like neither of you guys have played any MOBAs prior to this, right? I have not played any. Um, I, am I, not... I, I launched Dota 2 once and I said, I have no idea what I'm doing. And I uninstalled it. Yeah. Okay. And that's the problem. That's the problem with a lot of MOBAs. Um, I am not a MOBA player. I, I know of MOBAs. I know what they what they do. Um, the most I played was like a week of Heroes of the Storm, which is like the the Warcraft version of of a, of a MOBA. And uh, this is very watered down by comparison to those, uh, for sure. It's a lot simpler. It's a lot easier to get into as a newcomer because there's a lot less going on uh, for something like Dota Two. Or League it's of a Legends. gateway drug, is what you're saying. I got gotcha. you. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. I think simple doesn't nec- simpler doesn't necessarily mean like it's. It could mean it doesn't last as long because there's not as much depth to it. It's at least but approachable to more people. It's approachable to more people, and I think there is depth there with strategy on what you're picking and like how you use that character's power up sufficiently, and your strategies for okay, because like. We played two matches, uh, and I think you have a, a squad of six. Am I five? They're five v five. Five v five. So, in your squad of five, you can choose to split that group of five up however you want. Uh, in the first match, uh, my co-host Micah and I, we both we stuck together as much as we could in the games because we could communicate over Discord call, right? And so it's it's easier, and so we we kind of tag team taking objectives and stuff um but in the following game when we started all five of us went down one path <laughs> everybody went down and we came across an enemy player it's like oh he's gone <laughs> Can't come across an enemy player. it was like it was like, like, like a, an angry pokemon mob like oh <laughs> and it just and we we that didn't exactly work because then when they came from the back end and from the sides we, we got kind of destroyed but it's it, it's all about like movement and placement i i kind of think of it as like a chess game but everything is constantly moving yeah because if, if your it's opponent a, doesn't have any points banked in then you don't get anything for taking them out 
you might get some experience, but you won't get any points. Yeah, it's a it's a constant game of trying to like get your opponents tied into a corner where they forced to do, and you're just slowly trying to push your score up and push towards their side. Uh, and and it's it's I'd say it's a fun MOBAs are a fun. Well, obviously they're good. They're a good game. But I mean, League of Legends pulls in so much money right. and there's uh, a lot of people players. who enjoy those games yeah yeah and this is going to be a good one to someone who hasn't played moba before and i think you know i've played one before but i never got into it that i think i'm i could see myself getting more into this game. Uh, especially because it's free and you can squad up with up to five people that's nice that's um, a cool thing if you can play multiplayer that everybody can get a hold of well, speaking of squatting up, we were kind of talking about squatting up on Twitch. Uh, to yeah, possibly squad stream. Trying that up. Yes. Squad stream. Yeah, we do. We should. We should. I'd be out for it. Nice. So, all right, Jesse, back to you and your games. Obviously, Pokemon Unite was not your game, but you played other games. Well, oh yeah, well, I do want. I do want to pitch in here in Jesse's defense. I do not think that the MOBA formula is for everybody. Uh. I think it's for a lot of people based off how successful League of Legends is. Yeah. But it's it's not for everybody. And I don't think this game specifically is going to be for everybody. It might be a little too simple for for what some people want, but it might be just right. Like, I can see myself playing this game with my kids. I could not do that for League of Legends, for Dota 2, for Heroes yeah, of the Storm. That makes sense. No way. No way. But I could play this with my kids for sure. Thanks, Andrews. Okay, so I talked about Pokemon Go. I did st- stream. Oh, well, let me back up. Again, I did a stream of Unite last night. If you want to watch me get frustrated, it's there. Uh, <laughs> I did uh, you know, play Pokemon Go and did streams for the, of that as well. Though the third part is only seven minutes because as, as soon as I went live, my my boss's boss called me. So it oh, looks, like looks like I can't can't uh, continue. Uh, with it with the stream and then i did a part four off stream to wrap things up and that's where i show the, the milawetta event finishing up nice okay uh, mario golf super rush i did the week the monthly mayhem week two uh, tournament submission i got around what 23rd or 25th again it was about the same as last week uh, even though I did not score as well, so I'm surprised I got as high as I did. And then I've I played a few rounds of for week three, but I haven't submitted my score yet. I got a plus three at first, and then I got a minus three. And as the next round I play with Yoshi, will I'll level up to the two star clubs. So tomorrow or Saturday, I'm going to try to play twice. You know, once to get. To get them to level up the clubs and then to, pl- to use those new clubs and see if the score improves any. And if not, then I've got my minus three screen score screenshotted that I can submit. And then I've played Skyward Sword. I haven't gotten very far into that yet, uh, partly because of the weekend. I was hoping wanted to, pl- to play that you know, most of the day Sunday, but I was you know, working Sunday. I haven't gotten to the first dungeon yet, so I'm still really early in the game. I'm like the very opening scene where you have to find you you meet the 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 quick kick quick quick what are those kikwi. things kikwi so you, f- you find the, the the elder kikwi and the, and three or you know three others 
So I, I, I that's as far as I've gotten. I've so. Have I you played? Only, did you play the original? Oh yeah, I've played through. Oh. I think I played through the original twice. You know, once on launch, and the other probably three or four years later. So nice. long enough that this is still more or less new to me. What's the what's your comparison like if you're if you're talking like your experience before? Are, do you think it's improved? Do you do you do you like what you've done so far? Yeah, I, I'm, I'm I'm having fun. Um, the the game itself seems you know, other than visually improved. You know, the game is still the game. You know, I don't think the gameplay has changed much outside of the the quality of life stuff that we know. I am also playing at detached Joy-Con motion controls. That seems to work fairly well except for the times it doesn't but yeah. most of the, <laughs> the free the free camera is a big thing for me yeah i do stick. like the i do like the free camera because i find my because I, I find myself when i'm moving around like especially in a circle i i'm not moving straight and then changing my direction to left i'm moving straight and changing the camera to change which angle straight is yeah that's kind of like how i normally move around in games like that Yeah. All right. So those are all my games. Very cool. And uh, before we get on, I just noticed that Third Strongest Mole asked, any thoughts on which Pokemon should be added to Pokemon Unite? I... And uh, Mason actually replied saying, uh, Waffle Buffet. Yeah, well, oh. <laughs> Wobble Buffet would be great. <laughs> Wobble Buffet? Wobble Buffet? That's right. <laughs> uh i oh gosh i, had, I haven't had, played it enough to, to know i had yet, a really so. good one i had a really good one on our show um it's Ma- magic carp but there was another one magic carp i think would be fun where you're useless the first half of the match <laughs> and then you level up and you're you're like super op gyarados so you're nice. a late game you're a late game i think that would be fun that's and there was another one where I was like, oh, Badoof. Yeah, you got to throw in Badoof. Just, just put it in like the goofy. The that goofy sounds ones. like a noise. That you don't, know, like you a... don't know about Badoof, Tim? No, I don't. It uh, just sounds like a noise. Pokemon just... Go did a Badoof event a few weeks ago. It was Badoof Day. Yeah. It, it was, was for Badoof it was, Day. It was insane. Like all, yeah. wild Badoof, wild spawns everywhere like as a community <laughs> today. It's, it's a meme. It's a meme, Tim. It's a, it's a, it's a, a little beaver. Uh, that is kind of dorky looking, kind of doofusy looking. So okay. a Bidoof, a, a beaver, a a beaver, okay. a beaver doof. And uh, he's just guy people cherish that guy to the point that nice. Nintendo, he took over uh, Pokemon social media for a little bit. Okay, that's right. All right. Similar to Groose. Groose took over social media. Yes. And I didn't even talk about Groose. I love Groose. That's hilarious. I love Groose. He's great. All right, Jesse. So that was all the stuff you played, right? Yep. All right. So the things that I played was uh, Mario Golf as well. I finished up uh, late uh, last week uh, for week two and got my scores in. And then I just submitted my scores for Mario Golf Super Rush for the monthly mayhem. Uh, so I got a negative, negative minus four on it. So. I was happy with that, so I just submitted it. <laughs> I usually just go with, you know, because I'm like, I don't know how much time I'm going to have. I'm going to submit this now, and then if if I have more time, I'll try it again and maybe, you know, just say, hey, Drew, here's my updated score. 
but I don't think he want, I don't think he's allowing updates this time. Oh, he's, he's not. Ready. Okay. No. Well, I just go Norm- with that score then. So, but that I've been playing that, of course, Pokemon Unite, and then the other one that I did a uh, let's play of for Ender Lilies, the Quiet- Quietest of Nights, the Quietest of Nights. Um, uh, it's a Metroidvania game, essentially action RPG. And um, I mentioned this, I think, last week, but just I'm really enjoying it. The the visuals are beautiful to me. Uh, I'm loving it on there on the Switch. And um, it is definitely a Metroidvania. Now, when I first saw the video for it, I was it kind of got some Metroidvania vibes from it, but it, it didn't say anything about being a Metroidvania game uh, or anything like that or gave any clues of that. But it was like when I started playing it, I was like, this is totally Metroidvania. And then somebody, when I was streaming it, mentioned that it gave them some Hollow Knight vibes as well because you use spirits in the game. I guess Hollow Knight does spirits as well um, where you have to collect spirits. And I I also... Hollow Knight's a for sure Metroidvania. Yes, yes. (laughs) So, uh, and I kind of mentioned that it kind of gives me the, the... the part of Mega Man where you have to go beat a boss to get their powers or get their abilities to be able to go beat the next Mega Man boss. There's kind of that element in this game as well, where you go and you beat uh, a boss and you get their spirit and their spirit is how you can attack and stuff like that. And there's certain levels of strength behind that as well. So kind of reminds me of like, uh, Bravely default, or how you gain jobs is by defeating someone that has the jet, that job, and then you take okay. their item. <laughs> yeah, so I do, I do like this. And the story is basically, um, you're a young lady that was woken up by one of the spirits uh, that needs your help in uh, figuring out what happened to this town. Uh, that basically. Um, a disease took over and they got taken over by what's called the blight and you're trying to figure out the story of this town and what happened to these people and to the 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 priestess uh that was supposed to prevent this from happening i guess is what i'm gathering so far so and i don't even know if this lady was supposed to be the priestess or not but it's a very unique story intertwined in there as well very unique art style and it uh, so far, I've been having fun with it. So, but that's mainly what I've been playing is just those three things. And just recently, like I said, the Pokemon Unite was the most recent. So, um, although after watching today's EA Play Live with Justin, um, I'm kind of intrigued by the new uh, Apex Legends uh, update uh, that's going to be coming out soon. So, with the new character they had there, it looked pretty cool. So, did you guys, any of you guys watch the EA Play Live at all? I did not get a chance to tune into that. I was in and out watching it while in the in, in the in the chat. Yes. While you guys were what? Re- I mean, that was the that was the only Switch thing was was the Apex, right? <laughs> I think there was something with Knockout City as well. But there was Knockout City, yes, but then there was also uh, Lost in Random which they uh, gave more information on and a release date, which is September 10th. And that's that the one Zoink. where they said, you know, for, for PC, for consoles, and for Switch, 
Yeah, that was one we were it, talking about. Where implying they... the Switch isn't the console? Exactly. Oh it was like, rude. did you catch that? <laughs> exactly. I forgot like, about that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I remember Jesse like, oh, that was call rude. call that out. So <laughs> I thought that was very interesting. But the game looks fantastic. I mean, this again, the art style um, kind of gave me the Tim Burton kind of uh, okay, yeah, feels. The, yeah, that game looks you know? really good. So and of course it's Zoink and they they've I've loved every game I've played from them so far. So, I mean their name um, is Zoink. You gotta play their name. Like, that sounds like a cool. Name. <laughs> yes, and of course they've always been there to help us out with a lot of things by giving us codes for games and stuff like that because they're linked with you know, Image and Form and all that kind of stuff. So, um, they. I'm looking forward to it, and it looked kind of fun because it looked like it had some card mechanics and possibly even dice com- uh, mechanics because one of the characters is a die. So <laughs> I just thought that was very interesting. So if you haven't checked that out yet, go check out that uh, video for Lost in Random, uh, which it will like become. Dun- that sounds like that dungeon dice game again. It does kind of sound like it. It did. It did have like again. It, it Dicey Dungeon. That's what it's called. Dicey Dungeon. Yeah, yeah. Tim. Like we we don't want you to go anymore, Tim. Spoilers. The character <laughs> dies. The character dies. Yeah, somebody dies. Someone dies. <laughs> oh, dad jokes on the Nintendo dads. I'm, yes. I'm here for it. Um, so that reminded me. Have you guys heard anything about Spelunky? release date. nothing yet i am no, like i've, I've been I am keeping like, an eye on that and it's still marked as summer i'm yes. watching like a hawk yeah summer's almost we still over got a, we summer's still got a whole other month to go summer just is only a month long we still have two months to go we still have another month to go yeah so we're good two months to go yes some... september counts as summertime until Sep- the towards the end of september yeah, september 19th oh. is still summer oh until gosh. not until autumn starts that makes me sad. I want this game now. Yep. I don't want it in September. That's uh, that makes me sad. Yes. <laughs> but but, for some reason, I thought it was coming in July. I I like put the date in my head and 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 uh, and disappointed myself. You know, I would not be surprised if we get an indie showcase sometime soon, which mm-hmm. you will get a drop for that. A shadow so, drop. That'd be yeah. sweet. So. Uh, it, we, we've got, we've been getting those tinglies, you know, where we feel like there's a, a indie showcase coming. <laughs> my, the, my, the tinglies? The, the Tim, yes. the Tim senses. <laughs> Tingling. Yep. There, the Tim tingles. The, 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 it's his, it's his beard fairy powers. Yes. My beard starts tingling right here. It's like, ah, <laughs> like, oh, there's, there's. You know how people get arthritis or whatever, or really bad arthritis when it's going to rain or something. My beard tingles. Or the, you know, the knee. <laughs> when there's a yeah, when there's a new direct coming. <laughs> when there's a new d- director <laughs> indie showcase coming, yes, it's coming. Wow. The Nintendo we, we... Dad's lore has deepened tonight. <laughs> yes. So with that, that was what we've. That's been what playing. happens when we do a show for almost seven years. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That's what we've talked about what we've been playing. Now let's move on to the community spotlight. Since we don't have anybody here to talk about their show. No, I'm kidding. Andros, go ahead. You get to talk. You get to spread the news of Nintendo Pals. Listen. 
just go to the Nintendo Pals podcast and listen to it. Just do it. If you like this show, you'll like that show, like, extra like that show because <laughs> – Nintendo does extra. It's 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 this it's this and more because you know uh, I'm here, so this is what it is. Uh, but we have Micah. That's that's all I can say. You know, you have a Micah. Yes, we have a you Micah. Have that. Um, okay. Well, the Nintendo Palace is a podcast. It's a Discord. It's a gaming community. Uh, all about Nintendo, and and we we focus all of our attention on. Nintendo stuff. Um, it's really hangouty, is how a lot of people describe it. Like, like our our shows way uh, way hangouty. I don't I don't know what that means exactly. Uh, that can be taken the wrong friendly. way really easily. Yeah, we're we're <laughs> we're, we're we're pals. We're it depends pals on who likes to hang out. And <laughs> uh, you might want to start worrying about that. <laughs> uh, maybe I need to work on the uh, elevator pitch a little bit. We'll take hangout out of the term. We're we're. <laughs> We chill and talk Nintendo, y'all. That's what we. Go. That's what we do over with the Nintendo. I, I don't know if that's any better. <laughs> Jesse, <laughs> Nintendo have pals and chill. Nintendo pals and chill. Um, uh, no title. I don't. I don't have Nintendo <laughs> pals and chill. I don't have a good. Uh, I, I don't know. I'll have to have Jesse write me a good, a good, uh, uh, a good elevator pitch for our show. But we, yeah, we have we have fun over on the Nintendo Pals podcast, and we also have a Twitch channel, um, and we are speed running right now to a hundred followers, and we're trying to get sixty four subscribers. Uh, I have agreed to shave my head. I don't know how I got roped into that. If we get sixty four subscribers, you're gonna do the Micah shave, huh? And no, Micah's not shaving. Micah has agreed to do a hot tub stream. Well, I mean, because he shaved his head already. He already know? cut his hair, and he it doesn't hair. It doesn't hurt him like it will hurt me, like my right. emotion, emotional yes. well-being. Anyways, don't, don't we give have, Dan and Drew any ideas. We have <laughs> we have a lot of fun over there. We have uh, social medias for uh, we are on TikTok, we are on Twitter, we are on Instagram. So just come give us a follow on all those platforms. We would love to hang out with you. We have a lot of crosstalk with. Nintendo Dads community members, and uh, I'm active in the Nintendo Dads community. I love being there. This is one of the greatest communities ever. We were talking about this before we hit record in the pre-show uh, that <laughs> that people ask, like, what's your favorite uh, Nintendo Palace episode? Like, which one should I listen to first? I go, well, listen to the episode of Nintendo Dads that we were guests on. <laughs> That's my favorite <laughs> Nintendo Palace uh, episode. It's not yes. even on our show. I got. No, to, we have, I missed that one. So I'm, we have we have a lot of fun on our show. Uh, yes, you can you can just jump in on the newest one and you'll you'll just you'll just you'll just enjoy it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That was the longest elevator pitch ever. I'll work on this next time. I guess you're uh, going to the 80th floor. Next time. <laughs> and uh, if you, I'm just hitting the close button on the executive, and uh, and and also we have uh, giveaways and uh, oh, yeah yeah yeah. We're, <laughs> Well, thank you again for coming, jumping in, especially um, for when it's just, you know, just Jesse and I, because, you know, that would make for too short of a show. So thank you for helping us. Didn't you guys just do this last week or the week before? Like twice was, in the last month. Yeah, yeah we've done it. Hey, anytime, just... anytime. You can call, call, call us up. <laughs> call Micah. Call, Micah. Micah's always, yeah, he's the, always hanging out. Yeah, the, the, the first time it was during the first episode we talked about Doki Doki Literature Club and someone asked where are the others? I was going to make a DDLC style joke, but 
the game was too new. I didn't want to say anything yet. I, pr- I probably didn't finish it by then either. So. Again, they got deleted. By that was, that was by the, the joke. Yeah, that was the joke. Yeah, they got deleted exactly. <laughs> uh, well, they're they're too busy hanging over on the Nintendo Pals uh, community. Uh, <laughs> just, kidding. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> Uh, so again, thanks for coming over, and of course, we always invite Micah to come along too. So because he, he's, you know, he's very chill. He's I gotta come onto this show when Marty's on. I, every time I come on, Marty's gone. <laughs> hey man, sure you he, boob! Yes, you Marty, go. you boob! No, you, you get the Marty effect. Uh, yes. No, Marty, we, we love you. But we had Marty on our show uh, a while back, and even then, he had to ditch early. He had to, he had to, he he's had a busy guy. Yeah, he's, he's a busy guy. He's hard. He's hard to podcast with. He it's it's a premium podcasting. You have to pay top dollar to get Marty on your show. Yes, we, you that's why we had to turn him out down, and get him a hotel down, room and everything. I know to how to turn down is. Reggie because that slot was already for Marty. Yes, that was what we had to do. Yep, and you got you have to make sure his room is at a specific temperature, and his yeah, car rides yeah. in a specific uh, sixty nine point eight degrees. Yes, yep, Celsius. It's really hot. <laughs> it's really hot. <laughs> uh, I was going to say something like, make sure you have all the green M and M's separated from the yellows, but that was a funnier joke. <laughs> this was a, that was a dumber joke, that's for sure. <laughs> oh. Well, like I said, thanks again for coming on and sharing all this fun. And again, make sure you guys watch and listen to the Nintendo Pals and help them spread the word so that they can get their subscribers and uh, followers. get their numbers. Followers, followers, followers are good. Subscribers, yeah, make those, all make that. those biggie numbers bigger. That's what yes. we're all about, right? We're, we're all trying to do that, right? So um, let's move on to our favorite part of the show, which is... Uh, read what the community is sharing with us. And the first thing we got is a question from an email from Russ G. I don't really believe the Steam Deck is much of a threat to Nintendo or the Switch any more than gaming PC has been a threat to the console environment in general. There's definitely room for both. That said, is there anything you hope the Steam Deck will perhaps influence Nintendo to improve or change? I have two areas I'm wondering if the Steam Deck will influence Nintendo on. One that Nintendo will have to ease up just slightly on Nintendo tax on Nindies, as these games are usually cheaper on other platforms. Play Nindy for a five spot on the Steam Deck or 15 on the Switch. That's two, true. I didn't think about that. That's a good point, Russ. And two, I wonder if it will pressure Nintendo to bring more of its back catalog to the Switch sooner than they would without another portable system out there. The Steam Deck will likely very quickly be able to play Every Game Boy, GBA, N64, GameCube, Wii game that the emulation community can get going on it. Oh, and you, yeah, I mean, this thing can run Windows, so yes. that's already done. Do you think <laughs> Nintendo will care or that this will spur them on any way to bring those games to the Switch sooner versus later? As always, thanks for the great podcast, guys. And yes, Nintendo will care, especially if it's an illegal way of playing games. Well, ultimately, they won't care. But if you try to stream that content, then they will. Yes. But I don't know if you can stream content off of the the, the Steam Deck unless it's docked and HDMI'd out. Then you can. But then, as I said and last you week, down, you can you're just doing, just do this on a computer. 
<laughs> right. You can download Windows. Can you stream from it directly? You probably could. I probably but... could. This is getting weird. This is getting weird levels of like, but you're what limited, is the stream? You're, you're limited <laughs> to a single, outside of the dock, you're limited to one screen. So it's, while you can set up OBS and then have it run in the background, yeah, it's doable. But yeah, it's, I don't think it'll be pleasant. Especially because that GPU, I think, is going to be pushed pretty hard, especially on newer games. And OBS uses the GPU when it does its encoding. So if you're trying to do both at the same time, you're you're having Some your issues. efficiency. Yeah. So do you hope there's anything that that will influence Nintendo to change or or improve upon for the Switch, like say Switch Two? I think it might influence what their next level CPU, GPU are, but I don't think by much because still ultimately they don't care. They've never cared what PCs do. But if they get developers to chime in, do you think they'll listen to developers saying, hey, they haven't yet? Okay. What about RAM? I could see the price thing being a thing that Russ is pointing out for sure. Uh, You know, Steam, Indies on Steam are dirt cheap uh during sales and and whatnot so right. maybe it will bring down this the switch tax i'd li- i'd like that but yeah. i also don't really think it will it will because <laughs> well, i think does the main reason do. i don't think it's as much of a switch tax as opposed to steam's getting the bulk discount because you can again steam a, per- a steam purchase is a steam purchase whether it's on a stream deck steam deck or any other PC or Mac or Linux offer games that are compatible, but you can only play Switch games on a Switch. So I think it's more of a bulk discount than Switch Nintendo adding on to the price. Uh, I think it would be cool to see the Nintendo Switch open up to more options uh, because this is going to have very a, a lot of freedom on what you can do with it. Installing Windows on it. I don't see Nintendo doing that, but I could see them like, you know, there's been rumors for a while, like let's team up with Microsoft and get uh, some sort of Game Pass thing going with the Switch. So I could see them pairing with other uh, companies to get their launchers as part of the Switch and maybe reaching out that way. What do you think if the Switch added, the Switch 2 added touchpads to simulate a mouse for games like, like Mario Maker can take advantage of it. Uh, game Builder Garage can use a mouse. There are, there are a few other games that can use mice native, you know, through a USB, but this would make it natively work. Think that 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 might be a thing, or nah? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I, I I don't think they'll make any games that are designed for mouse keyboard. They they did add the little nub on new 3DSs, which mimicked the right stick of the the CirclePad Pro. Yeah. Do you think Nintendo would be successful at doing something similar to what Steam is doing or Valve is doing in regards to this device where they have three different price points for the same device because of the varying options you can get on it? They kind of have that. They're starting down that path, it seems like, with the OLED model. But do you think it will be successful? 
and and not be like okay they have the OLED model and then eventually OLED model will replace the OG model. Do you I think, think I Nintendo. Could, I could, I, go ahead. I, go go ahead, Jesse. So yeah, I, I could see Nintendo probably having uh, multiple SKUs. They they did it with Wii U when it launched. They had an eight gig and a thirty two gig. You know, Apple's been doing this since day one of iPhone thirteen fourteen years ago. So I, I think in the in the future, sure, we could see a sixty four one twenty eight. 256 gig systems that will be 150 or 250 more than the base. Is there any more to the Steam Deck different options besides memory? I think I think there's more to it for the more expensive models they yeah, also have. Minor differences like the, like the highest the highest model has the fastest access to storage yeah. where it actually yeah. uses M2 as opposed to just solid state like an iPad or a Switch. So I, I could I could see minor stuff like that, um, and then being a big price point. But yeah, the memory thing. Would I, be I think the high end has a better screen slightly. I don't remember. I mean, they're why. doing that. They say this OLED is is. No, I'm talking about the, the Steam Deck. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. I was, I was like, yeah, that's what they were doing, right? OLED <laughs> OLED's a little bit more expensive. It's got a nicer screen. Yeah, interesting. That, that's a good point, Tim. Didn't it does seem like they're going that way. Uh, one thing I thought was cool is that these are just kind of, you just plug them in. They're like plug and play. Uh, so maybe, maybe in the future we don't have a dock. Maybe the switch just plugs in straight USB and it can stand, uh, like as is, uh, and maybe it's like switch light size, you know, that'd be cool. One thing I do hope like a new switch would have that is part of the steam deck is uh, have where in the micro SD card slot, it ha- the f- newer, newer devices will have extra pins to support faster speed cards. Basically it opens, it opens more simultaneous connections at, at once. It's, you know, still backwards compatible with older cards, just, it'll just be slower. But, you know, like if I get one of the super speed, cards and put it in the switch that'll also still work at the slower speed because the switch doesn't have the extra pins to, to take benefit yeah. of it but a new the switch 2 could definitely use that and get uh, faster load times which will probably be beneficial if we're if the games are bigger if they do go 1440p Here's some. How about, I'm going to take this question opposite. Here's some things I hope they don't do. Uh, I think that this thing looks bulky. Uh, it doesn't look very comfortable on the thumb. <laughs> For having both the joysticks <laughs> way up there, I don't want them to do that. Or even the deep the deep pad the buttons even further up there. And then like the whole thing looks kind of thick cube wise. It it I liked the handles design. Because the Joy-Cons do feel a little weird. Like, they feel like they need more on the back to hold on to. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, my mind just went somewhere else with that, so. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not even going to give it to I'm not even going to take that goat. Uh, yeah, that's, I, I, I think that it looks like a Sega Game Gear. It's huge. <laughs> yes, it's, it's a it's a big brick. It's not as sleek looking as. Does it use like, six C batteries? 
That would be actually, yeah, yeah, we should do that. We That's should bring why, back the C batteries. For that sure. is why it's doing that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Rusty, very good question. Thank you very much for writing in. And of course, as we say, anytime you can be like Rusty and the next question from Mecha Dragon 101 as usual and email us your questions anytime at nintendodads at gmail.com. So with that, Mecha Dragon 101 wrote, he emailed us and said, what retro game is basically mandatory for every retro game collector to own, specifically for NES, Super NES, and <laughs> Nintendo 64? For I example, still don't believe, I, I still don't like to admit that N64 is retro. For example, every oh. collector should require to own all three Mario games on NES and Super Mario World on Super Nintendo, and maybe Link to the Past on Super Nintendo. No, that's a that's a must as well. Like a dragon, not a maybe. Anyways, looking forward to the podcast tonight, dads. I'll see you all soon. So, as a retro game collector, this game probably this question probably would be a good question for the retro logic fellas over there. So, <laughs> but, but we're uh, gonna not. I'm well, not a retro collector, and I'm gonna still answer it. For we're you. gonna do our best. Well, I've got to do it. <laughs> so specifically for the NES, Super Nintendo, and N64, what is a mandatory retro game that they should a collector should own. Besides stadium events, <laughs> <laughs> yes. I I don't know. Uh... NES is hard for me. Uh, I I just feel like Legend of Zelda and, and Mario uh, are like are, are the musts. But you already mentioned you already mentioned Mario. It yeah. seems like if you have an NES and you're a collector or you're a collector for NES games, you have to have the World Championship cart if you're a serious NES collector. <laughs> so that's a mandatory right there. <laughs> oh, yeah. We've now, now, now that you just spent like $1.4 million on two games. Uh. <laughs> I think uh, I'm going to work backwards because it's easier for me to think of once for N64. Okay. Uh, Ocarina of Time is a must. As a, as a collector, you need to have a copy of Ocarina of Time uh, for the N64. And uh, I will also throw in, I, you already mentioned Mario 64, but for that one, I'll also say, uh, gosh, Star Wars Racer is probably a, another another must-have for the oh, N64. Oh, yeah, okay. So I'll say I'll Makes say Ocarina of Time and Star Wars Racer. It, I have it right here. <laughs> Star Wars Episode One Racer is there the you title. Go. It's a very fluent title. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Uh, so that's that's what I'll say for that one. For the Super Nintendo, I mean, yeah, we, we already. It's it, it's easy to just say Mario and, and Zelda. So I'm going to try and think of not Mario and Zelda. Yeah, and I'm just thinking of, you know, games that I like, which may not necessarily be, you know, games like that everyone must, likes as previous examples. So like, you know, Final Fantasy 2 and 3, you know, 4, which, you know, really 4 and 6, but North America messed up the, the uh, numbering. You have, have to have Chrono Trigger. Yes. Yeah, that's a, that's a must. <laughs> I don't have Nintendo. it, but you have to you have to. That's sure. a must, definitely. Uh, yeah. Metroid, uh, Super Metroid, excuse me. Super Metroid. Um, I mean, it's Mario like, Paint. 
Mario Paint. Mario Paint's a must. Yep. 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 That's Sim City. Thing. You got to have that. Oh, Sim City 2000. That's pretty fun. Because I had it. You got to have it. <laughs> Mario Paint. Mario Paint is a gem. A gem of an insane game. Did Sim City support the mouse? Or I think did it? it did. I don't know. Like I that. used the controller. So if, I... if not, it should. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. And then, yeah, for the NES, I, I can't think of anything that's like a must. Maybe uh, the. Uh, maybe just Tetris. Flintstones. <laughs> Gotta have Flintstones for the NES. Yeah, I mean, only the real collectors have Flintstones. <laughs> exactly. The, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles arcade. Yes, that is a good one to have. A lot of people have. Or the Pro Wrestling, I think, is a good one. Uh, if you're a collector, we'll have that. Um, uh, and Flintstones actually if I remember correctly that one is a lot of money because it's not a good game but because it had a limited run because it was towards the end of the life cycle for the NES if I remember correctly it's like a super expensive game to find as a collector and for me the N64 going back to N64 I'm going to try to do uh, my best Marty impression here and not is voice wise, but you can take the N64 and throw it in the dumpster and you don't even need to collect that. No. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So you know, wow. Like, well, while I have, <laughs> I have a collector's uh-huh. mind in that once I buy something, I never want to get rid of it, but not to the point where I feel like I need to get everything. Like, I don't right. have every Amiibo. I don't have every game of any system, et cetera. So, ultimately, you know, get what you like. Right. Yeah. Some people like every Amiibo. That's the thing. Yeah, because it's... <laughs> obviously, it's harder, right? wallets. It's harder to collect now than it was uh, just a few years ago, it seems like. So, mm-hmm. um, it's, it's basically, if you're going to collect... Hopefully you've already been collecting or you inherit a collection somehow <laughs> because it's so much harder to find or you're collecting the things that bring you joy, you know, what you're happy with. Uh, like I'm, I collect some things like I love Metroid games. I played all of them, but I don't, I did not keep a lot of them because of as you get, as you're going through life, if you're not making enough money and you want to buy that next system or the next big thing, you have to trade in or sell some of your stuff. So there was a lot of my games I had to sell, but now I have a little bit of extra money when I can, I tried to buy a lot of those games. I liked. like, um, like the Metroid trilogy for the Wii. I was able to buy, I was able to find that and buy that at a decent price before the prices went up too crazy. So um, yeah. So those things that, you know, bring the nostalgia factor, you know, being able to go back. I had a good time with that game and I wanted to own that a copy of that game. So yeah, that's why I have that as part of my collection. Yeah. The reason why I'm having a hard time finding, figuring, thinking of games to play is, you know, people, they say around every, the console is considered retro after about 20 years. And that's when, you know, if you if this was new to you as a kid, you now have enough disposable income to actually get back into it as retro. So I, I, I'm old enough where, you know, I played NES, fell out of it, got back into it as retro, and then fell out of it again. You know? 
<laughs> yes. <laughs> well, there, you know, there's not a lot of NES games I can think of that I would want to try to get a hold of again. This, you know, it's weird. I don't know. Me personally, I have not ever traded in a game. Um, I've, I've never like sold back a game to try and get. A that's that's game. awesome. I, mean, I obviously so, there's certain either yeah, you're so just determined enough to keep it, or for some I people, just you know, don't think you just... I knew it was an option. That's, 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 <laughs> All right, that's that, that'll do it too. Fair enough. Fair and enough. so I still have like my entire childhood N64 collection. We got the, my entire yep. childhood SNES collection. That's uh, awesome. Almost all the Wii games that I ever purchased. And uh, I'm glad. So like if you can, if you're a young listener, you know, uh, you, you know, you're, you're a teenager, uh, you're, you're in your early 20s or whatever, and you still have that stuff and you can summon the willpower to just hang on to it. I mean, you're going to thank yourself later. Yep. And then maybe you won't because like Jesse, you'll fall back out again. So uh, <laughs> no, you'll thank yourself later going like, man, I'm glad that I held on to these and I can pull them out again and try them. So I just thought of something, later. Tim, that might make you feel old. So, you know, we're, we're all, we think of anniversaries in terms of North American release, but in Japan, Famicom will have its 40th anniversary in two years. It was released in 83. Yep. <laughs> yep. We're a little behind that's, on that celebration. But yeah. that's, that's old. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But again, Mecha Dragon, every week is a really good question. Thank you for that question. You're Hopefully awesome. we had we had a lot of fun with that. And I would say pose that to the RetroLogic guys over there. I'm sure they'll have a lot of fun with that as well. All right, so moving on to another question, but this time from chat from Ninfrendo. Do you think the self-imposed limitations that Nintendo has on their systems led to innovations in pushing hardware? For example, uh, Super Mario Brothers 3 at the end of the NES life cycle, Star Fox with the FX Mode 7 chip, where... Where recent generations have stronger processors for great graphics and power and storage, but seem to move on before squeezing everything out of that machine. Hundred percent, yes, yeah, hundred percent. That's that's what happens. I that's think what happens. what's more of an issue—not really an issue, but more of an impact of why we don't see as much pushing in the modern systems—is the limitation isn't really in the hardware anymore, but. Uh, in the engines, you know, so many games are going Unity, going, you know, Unreal, etc., and very few games are actually written from the ground up for hardware. Even Nintendo games are writing things in Unity sometimes. Mm-hmm. So I think that it's more sense. that. Yeah, uh, there's that. I I really like this point that uh, Nintendo makes though, because y- you do see it that Nintendo maxes out the hardware that they use because they tend to be a little bit behind on like the latest and greatest. Um, Yet they're making really, really cool things because when you don't have unlimited power, you have to uh, compensate in other factors and they've nailed the fun factor, you know, like, like, okay, we have these limits 
And, and making they, the game small, too. They've nailed that, obviously. Thanks yeah, to Wada. They make, <laughs> yeah, like they Pokemon make, compression. Yeah. They make these games that are so fun, and they don't need to be on the latest and greatest hardware. You yeah. know, like, that's that's just, like... I, I I think I think back to like the original uh, Super Mario Bros. and how they they didn't have enough pixels to like give Mario the definition they wanted, right? So that's why he has a mustache and a hat because it was hard to. Well, even that goes back to Donkey Kong, which yeah. had even fewer they could, pixels. They couldn't they couldn't fit the detail to give him the full face that he needs. Like you don't even know what Mario looks like until you get to the Super Nintendo. <laughs> well, actually, I mean, Mario Bros. 3, he, he looks pretty good there. Uh, but, but, like, that's, they made a character, an icon, around this limitation that became, yeah. and, and that's, like, a small piece of what they do. Like, I think about um, what, what they did to stretch the limits of the Wii uh, and the games that they did on that. And, yeah, it seems like working with limitations forces you to become more creative in other departments. And there's another thing I thought of. Um, with the, all of his little examples there, with the exception of Mode 7, Mode 7 was something built into the Super Nintendo, but everything else, they were actually weren't part of the NES hardware or Super Nintendo hardware. They were additional hardware added into the cart. Mode 7 so, was also. No, was Mode 7 was na- No, that was native to the system. So, oh, no, it was the yeah. FX chip. Sorry, FX, the FX, yeah, chip. The FX yeah. chip was part of the cart. So yes. even like Super Mario Brothers three, you know, it it has, it has there's an additional processor on the card that lets that allows for the simultaneous scrolling horizontally and vertically. That didn't that that's why like Kid Icarus doesn't do it. Here we it's go, guys. One or the other. We're gonna start getting 4K switch carts. There's gonna be an extra <laughs> processor in that thing. That's gonna be pumping those games out. We're gonna be getting sweet stuff. Well, my point parts. is, you can't do that beca- yeah. anymore because <laughs> you know digital. Everything's digital. I, I, Even that though, reminds me of the the batteries that they put into the game the Game Boy carts and the yeah, uh, like for the Rumble packs they built into the Game Boy carts. Yeah, so you yeah. could have so you could have time like like uh, time in Pokemon and time in mm-hmm. uh, Zelda games like the Sun Sensor and Book Tie. Yeah. <laughs> Man, yeah. there's. Uh, there's so many like they when they <laughs> when they're or, stuck they just they just make an add-on. Right. <laughs> they, uh, they, that's the that's probably the, my, my my favorite WarioWare game is Twisted. Yeah, but the, the, the accelerometer in the cart in the cart. Yep, oh, that's yeah. the innovation stuff that is definitely that Nintendo's always good for, and that's again going back to what you know people are saying. You know, there's some people who aren't knowledgeable enough to say they're saying like, oh, the the Steam Deck is going to, you know, kill the Nintendo Switch. Yes, they're going to have competition, but it's not going to kill it. You know, all these other innovative companies came out with the Game Gear, with the PSP, with the PS Vita. You know, all these systems came out to compete with Nintendo's handhelds or systems and people buy Nintendo systems knowing that they're not the most powerful or maybe not knowing the most powerful, but they're buying them because they know what they're going to get from Nintendo IP. Yeah. And they know, 
and can trust that a Nintendo developed game will run well on a Nintendo developed hardware. Yes. Yep. So, and th- and with that too, Nintendo does have the advantage since it was their device that they developed that they usually come out with a good game at the beginning, but as they even get better with their system, the games get better towards the end of that life cycle of the system. Like, like another innovation on later NES games is more memory on the cart that allowed for bank switching because the, the system could only read so much memory at a time. Yeah. If the game was bigger than that, the program had to switch banks as to which ones were fed into this console at any one time, which, you know, is leads to like the world seven wrong warp in Mario three. Nice. Nice. So, yeah. And we're starting to get what this is the fifth year for the switch. So um, we're starting to get to see a lot of the games that they're getting the hang of on. So that's, that's pretty exciting. Um, And who knows what Nintendo has up their sleeve as far as, you know, the innovations that they're going to have pushing the hardware, especially when uh, breath of the wild two comes out. So great. Another great question from the chat there. So, but that's it for the questions we have. Uh, thank you everybody for submitting your questions. And again, you can always submit them through the various channels that we have, um, which I'll get into very, very shortly <laughs> with the closer. Andros, thanks again for stopping by as always. And uh, before we go again, where can they find you? Uh, you just search Nintendo Pals. Uh, search <laughs> Nintendo Pals. We're, we're a Nintendo Pals podcast um, on all podcast platforms. And uh, Nint- I, I'll give the quick handles at Nintendo Pals on Twitter, at Nintendo Pals podcast on TikTok and Instagram. Perfect. Thank you again for stopping by. And uh, obviously, you're always welcome here. And always, thank, we always thank you for what you do in our community. So thank you very much. Hey, they, you guys keep having me back. So it's, it's, it's all good. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I, I, I was surprised. I was surprised I got invited back on. <laughs> like, oh, sweet. I'm it's okay. That's guest. the mega dads say the same thing every time. So, you know. Well, we are surprised <laughs> that the mega dads get back on. That's a surprise every time. Yes. I don't know the mega. I don't listen to the mega dads uh, because, you know, they're, they're not the Nintendo dads. You know? well, but quick story. Uh, they're, they're great, great guys. Isn't the Nintendo dads almost got in trouble because the Nintendo uh, mega dads were on and, you know, because of language. So, or they did get in trouble. So whatever. But anyways, that, that will ne- <laughs> Okay. So let me just uh, throw out there. That will never be a problem on the Nintendo Plus channel. We are, we pride ourselves on being family friendly as well. Uh, and, and that's just part of who we are. I, I, and the mega dads always say, "Don't let your children listen to us." So yeah, they say, well, you know, ear, ear, ear mouse, everybody." Yes. <laughs> At the start yeah. of every episode, people, uh, we have uh, some community members that watch our show with their kids. So yes. <laughs> it's very, very different. Same, same. So different mentality. All right. Well, let's take this on the way out. Uh, for um, YouTube, we've we've got reached off. Uh, 56 uh 5604 subscribers we did drop down but we're still above 5600 so thank you to all our youtube subscribers very much for subscribing and you know let the other people know what you're watching especially if you've seen something you like spread spread it around and let them know that uh 
we're a lot of fun here. <laughs> Smash <laughs> that subscribe button. Smash it. And, and kick that like button. Uh, punch the chair. Do all that stuff. Throw, Flip a table on it. You flip know, the tea so. table, yeah. <laughs> we're also on twitch and thanks to all our followers on there the 1078 followers we got on there and our 22 twitch subscribers and don't forget if you do subscribe via twitch you get into our discord communities and activities just like if you were a patreon subscriber so and then again thank you to a huge thanks to our patreon producers dave ernsberger antonio contrero and solo something and i always mess up antonio's name i'm so sorry i don't antonio know why antonio can contronio <laughs> contronio thank you i, I just i don't hear it enough apparently so but anyways thank you to them and thanks to all our patreon uh subscribers for uh helping us keep the lights on and all that fun stuff uh check out our merch store via tpublic.com and don't forget about the 20% off your Manscaped order with free shipping with code NINDADS. So, and I believe this might be the last week we do this. No, no, it'll be the 30th. So we might have one more well, day next week. Well, if week. the code's no, not good on the 31st, I don't know if we should. Do oh, that's week. true. That's true. So just we'll try to get your orders moment. in if you can. So before our code runs out, check out our website, NintendoDads nintendodads.org where you can get our latest YouTube videos, tweets, and podcast episodes there. Uh, links to all our social media and our Patreon pages there as well. And the link to our Nintendo Dad shop for Nintendo Dads merch. Or you can find us in all the places on the social media, on the interwebs, if you will. <laughs> uh, via and You can uh, go via Patreon, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Twitch. YouTube, any of those places, find us Nintendo Dads. Or you can email us at nintendodads at gmail.com, or you can leave us a voicemail. Call in and leave it at 92925NDADS or 929-256-3237. Big thanks to OC Remix for the music throughout the show, as usual. And don't forget to download your favorite podcast, download our show via your favorite podcast app of choice. Um, either you know like CastBox, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play Music or Spotify or any other ones that I may not have mentioned and don't forget to give us a rating in iTunes or Apple Podcasts wherever you do an Apple things I don't know because I don't have an Apple <laughs> but give us five stars if you can please anything less give it to the Mega Dads <laughs> so I would say give it, we're fine with four and above that's fine and say something just you know something is fine some words something uh anything you can even say anything just <laughs> do something fun <laughs> but thanks for listening this is tim trying to close out the show thanks for listening you guys have a good night bye Thank you for listening to Nintendo Dads. Wobble Puffet? Wobble Buffet? I don't know what animal this is or what Pokemon this is.